You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 743, Reboot Legion, the beginning of tomorrow. of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I feel like we've been, um, you know, it is a time of renewal. It is uh, it is the first uh, real episode of the new year. Um, and uh, and so, um, yeah, it feels like everything is, is new and, you know, um, slightly um, more retro, but also at the same time more modern. I, I don't know how it works. Anyway, my name is Paul French, and today I am King Kid. Oh, and that is oh no, that's because this weekend um, my nine-year-old, who has been you know playing chess with some friends at school, <laughs> um, she uh, she said uh, she she asked me the other night if we could uh, if we could play chess and I think we've played about uh, this was on Friday night and I think we have played about thirty games since then oh, and um, it's about that age yeah oh it's perfect and I can like in in these three days I can see her play getting more strategic and in, in fact she uh, we were uh, waiting for uh, ella had a swimming lesson tonight and while we were waiting for her we were playing a game and uh and she did this one move and it's like oh she really planned that out and mm. uh so yeah this is going to be awesome it's exciting <laughs> she got into your, she got into her head that, oh, totally, totally. And it was just a great move, you know, and uh, and what she did is she made me underestimate her. And uh, then mm-hmm. she pulls this move and well, she's uh, small. well, that's just it. That's just it. And um, but, you know, like like she's ma- mainly been in that space of, well, I know how the pieces move. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. And so we've been talking a lot about the strategy and all that kind of thing. And uh, and man, she's applying what she's learned. Mm. <laughs> Let me tell you. And uh, and and I said, you know, and uh, and and there's a certain um, tenacity that is endemic to the uh, to the Ivy family. <laughs> and um, and boy, does she have that. And, uh, and, you know, and I said to her the other day, it's like, cause she, you know, she started out with the, I'm going to lose this game. And I said, no, uh, don't do that. I said, make uh, me she's hustling you, hustling you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I said, I said, you got to make me work for it. You know, if I have to, if I have to chase your King around to, uh, to, to get it, you got to make me go, to, go there. And, um, and so, yeah, it's been a fun weekend of, uh, of getting into that. And, um, and she's, she's loving it. And it's, I just think it's, uh, it's good time spent together. I know I, I spent a lot of time with my dad playing chess when I was a kid and, um, and, uh, and I couldn't help but think how much he would have loved to play, uh, to play her, uh, the chess with her. And so, uh, anyway, so, uh, that is me. Oh, well, very cool. So I guess it's over to me now. We have a lot of people, so we're going to go quickly. Hi everybody. I am Darren Noel, and tonight I am Reminder Kid. I'd like to remind you of a few things. Dry January is for quitters, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, uh, your your place of work is not your home away from home, and your coworkers are not your families, and corporations are not your friends. 
let's remember all this as we go into the new year. Um, I'm a gamer, and there's been some drama. <laughs> oh, boy, has there. There's <laughs> been some drama. We're not going to get into it here because I haven't read uh, the stuff about it, but, oh, my Lord, there's been some drama going on about, uh, we trusted them. Yeah, you should never do that. Should never. <laughs> that was your first mistake. <laughs> that was your biggest mistake is you trusted a corporation to do what was good for you. Rolled a one. And not for them, totally. You you failed that insight roll. Let's put it like that. And and that's it for me. So over to you, Mr. Travis. Hey, everybody. This is Travis Elsor, and tonight I am kid COVID. Oh, because yeah. after three years of chasing that, I finally caught COVID. Congratulations. Yes. It finally yes. caught you, huh? Hey. So I am quarantining at home for the next few days, and feeling a lot better than that first night was really really rough mm-hmm. that's when the fever set in big time the body was trying to fight as hard as it could right now i'm doing a lot better still got a little bit of sore throat and occasional coughing fits but mm. i'm fully vaccinated and boosted and also the doctor said you know like less than two percent chance you end up in the hospital or anything you should get right through it mm-hmm. but anyway it's still not good though it's no fun mm-hmm. at all no it's not fun the, the worst thing is that worst thing is not tasting things correctly because mm. I very much like to eat. I'm yeah, we like, know. It's as just we, functional. As we it's know. not pleasurable. Ugh, yeah. What's the point? <laughs> how do uh, how do barbecue fish sticks taste with COVID? Uh, just like, reg- like regular fish sticks. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All that extra effort gone to waste. <laughs> yeah. With the burn marks on them. <laughs> but, uh, I got it from a lady at work whose office was right beside mine. See? She came in Tuesday, not, not felt sick number. and left early, and got tested positive the next day. Mm-hmm. She got it from her son, who got it from his girlfriend's family, who got it from who knows who. So you, you know how it is. Yep. But anyway, yeah. that's me. Over to you, Michael. I thought you were tracing it all the way back, dude. <laughs> <laughs> all the way back to the like, outbreak monkey. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I'm imagining that scene in Outbreak where the guy hey, looks up at the the vent, vent in the ceiling. <laughs> I, also I don't know if anyone remembers the, Outbreak. I was also thinking of the song parody, uh, "Caught It from a Friend Who Caught It from a Friend Who <laughs> Caught It from Another Who Was Messing Around." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but that's not me. That's Travis's story. Mm-hmm. Uh, today I am Strange New Year's Eve story lad. Oh. oh. Uh, no, it's it's okay. Um, it was it's just here. a little a little odd. So I went into my favorite Mexican place for fajitas on New Year's Eve, mm. like I've been doing the last couple of years. I sat down to look at the menu, ordered a margarita, and when the waitress bought brought it over, she said that a couple over at the nearby table bought it for me. So I'm thinking, okay, that's probably you know like a coworker or 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 something like that. Um, so I looked over to see who it was and I did not recognize them. Um, but I figured, okay, well, once I order my food, I will find some way to thank them. They'll come over to me. I'll go over to them. But when I looked up from ordering my food, they had disappeared. (coughs) And I looked, I turned around and looked at the front of the restaurant you know, maybe to see if they were standing there and they were going to wave at me or something. And there was nobody there. So I had a random couple buy me a drink on New Year's Eve, and then they disappeared. 
Okay. Uh, Maybe it was a haunting. Um, no. Uh, well, I don't think it was a haunting. Are you because, sure? Because the, the waitress said that they were regulars. Oh. Mm. <laughs> so. It's probably just a New Year's spirit. Uh, that is all I can chalk it up to, unless they uh, they either took pity on me being there at New Year's by myself, uh, or they wanted to invite me to a three-way and then thought better of it. And then murder um, you. Yeah, or murder you. Yeah, yeah. They need those kidneys. That's or how that. Going to of ice, sir. Yeah. Maybe they just found an easier target. So, oh no. <laughs> I don't know. That was that's my odd New Year's story. Is that some random couple bought me a drink and then disappeared, and and then I came home and made uh, uh, mojitos for myself anyway. Nice. Yay. So. Uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Over to you, Jim. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm Jim Purcell, and because of how many people are here, I'll try to keep it brief as I can. Um, unfortunately, my topic this uh, this week, I am time travel lad. Uh, back around Christmas time, of course, we haven't been on here in three weeks, so got a lot of accumulating to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I watched two really good uh, time travel movies over the Christmas break. Uh, one of them was Primer. I don't know if anyone's seen Primer. Oh, yes. Primer is notorious for having a very convoluted time travel story. Um, it is very good, although I think it 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 is kind of confusing in the last act, and you do need those diagrams to figure out exactly what's going on after oh, the fact. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, but it is fascinating as far as time travel stories go. Um, I do recommend watching it um, if you're into time travel stories. Just It's very, very low budget. That's sort of the appeal of it. Um but it is very good. But the the one I really want to talk about uh, is a little bit is less well known. Came out recently two years ago, and it's a, a Japanese production. It's called Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes. This one is kind of, is kind of fascinating. Uh, the premise is um, this guy in his uh, lives above a cafe and discovers that his computer monitor can see two minutes into the past through the point of view of another computer monitor in the cafe. And when he goes down to the cafe. That monitor sees two minutes into the past. Wait, did I say? Yeah, two minutes into the past, up in the uh, from the other computer monitor's point of view. And so the whole story is about him, his friends, trying to exploit this two-minute uh, 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 blip in time, this window in time, because um, there's not a lot you can do in two minutes. But the most interesting thing about the movie is that the way they shoot it is almost one continuous shot. Um, if there are breaks, they're very well hidden. Yeah. It runs about an uh, hour to about 80 minutes. It doesn't outstay its welcome. It's also very low budget, uh, but its concept is very fascinating. Uh, and the way they they take that two-minute window and expand it into further and further into the future is pretty interesting. Uh, it's on Tubi for free, and it's on Amazon Prime Video. So if uh, anyone's got any interest in time travel movies, I also recommend that one. That was called and Beyond we'll... Infinite Two Minutes. Nice. Very nice. That's it for me. Uh, who's next? Uh, it's me. Brent? Uh, hi, everyone. Um, today it's Brent Brickhill from Australia, and today I'm back from the beach, boy, and uh, I've literally just walked in the door after spending a few days down at Wilson's Promontory. Um, Google it. Uh, you won't regret it. Um, it's a beautiful, probably one of Victoria's most beautiful beach areas. Were you wearing so, your budgie uh, smugglers? It's like, <laughs> how, how warm is it where you are? 
it was about 30 degrees Celsius yesterday, so pretty warm. So uh, I was I was not wearing budgie smugglers, but mm. uh, I was wearing board shorts. So uh, oh, okay. but it's nice to get in the water after um, reco- uh, recovering from COVID myself. So it's oh, okay. everywhere. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, I hope you're better soon, Darren. Not me. Travis. Oh, it's Travis. Sorry, Travis. Yeah. I hope you're better soon. <laughs> Thank you. I'm good so far. Knock on desk. Knock on everything around you. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. I've got to get another booster, though. I'm due. So. Cool. I said I'd be brief. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Next. Ah, and yet, board shorts. So. Well, yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> This is Justin Bridge. Uh, I'm also going to keep it very brief. I've also been into movies, but unfortunately, they're classics that I'm sure everyone has seen. Uh, I just well, went to and and man, I think that movie just gets better every single time I see it. Um, which one? Sorry, Justin. Hold on, there was a little break there. We didn't hear oh, the name of it. Oh, I'm sorry. I was uh, a Die Hard. You know, Die oh, Hard. Die Hard. Heard. I've heard of it. Never yeah. heard of it. <clears throat> we did a Christmas of... episode about it. <laughs> yeah, Christmas. <laughs> I just started reading this, like the making of the movie, and I'm like, I gotta see this movie again for like the yeah. Movie. But it's so good, <laughs> like it's totally. like just one of those accidents that just kind of happened. I don't know, man. So I'm just really just taking it easy. I just, you know, coming off break last week uh, was rough. It was a rough to go back to work. Mm-hmm. I have what I believe is I'm coming down with a cold, and I hope it's only a cold. I had mm-hmm. COVID last year. I have been boosted by the time I got COVID, so it, was, it went by pretty quickly. Um, I never had the fever or anything, so so you know, good luck to all of you guys who are overcoming it. But uh, I'd like to avoid it. But you know, I have a kid in school, so if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But <laughs> yeah, I'm just hoping the sniffles are the sniffles and don't get any worse. Amen. That's pretty- <laughs> all right, and joining us for the first time. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Mo Walker. Uh, really glad to be here. Long-time listener, first-time journey into the time bubble. Uh, <laughs> uh, this week, I am catch-up lad. Not catch-up as in the condiment, but catching up as in i am got a backlog of <laughs> comics that I bought uh, from 2022 that I'm trying to uh, read and also uh, just catching up on television shows in general. You know, it's mm-hmm. the glut of having so many streaming services and so little time, you know. Mm-hmm. Struggle is real, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Anything in particular from uh, last year you're looking forward to get caught up on? Comic well, y- you know, honestly, I'm, I'm trying – I'm rounding the bend on Dark Crisis. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's that I'm of course a, I'm getting caught up on my the X Men titles I bought back in in November trans and then uh, of course I need to re I bought Batman Spawn just because it's Batman Spawn Batman and just Spawn. that yeah. yes yeah and the nostalgia bug something you oh, don't yeah. have to explain it's just like yep that's going into the collection have to say and then also I've bought some uh, back issues as well. Just caught some sales, and um, Santa brought me, gave me a little bit extra cash, so went and 
bought some old mm-hmm. back issues. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Gotta love that Santa cash. Yes. <laughs> any uh, any any gems in that in that stack? You. Uh... No, I, honestly, in terms of the back issues, no, not really, because it's a lot of old uh, Superman uh, from the Triangle era, 90s Superman, a lot of Stuart Eminem. So, you know, there's yes. a <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> By, uh, buying a lot of that, just filling in some some gaps. I, I, I fell off the Superman titles in the latter part of the 90s. Mm. I figured, you know, I just caught that bug again a few years ago, just just rereading what I had. And I figured if I can find them cheap, I'll just fill in it, fill in the gaps. Yeah. And, you know, as we hit the because um, we, of course, recently hit the. Uh, it pains me to say it. The 30th anniversary of the uh, of the death of Superman. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and, oh, geez, right? And uh, you know, I picked up the uh, the the special that they did for it, and it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and just like thinking back to that time, and um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of fun stuff in there, and there's also Bloodwind. Um, <laughs> you know, it was the 90s. Okay. It was the 90s. You, you know, I, I picked up one of the things I did find this week was a um, the first edition of the Zero Hour Trade. And I, I found it for like eight bucks at this nice. antique store. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's. It 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 just brings back so many memories. Plus, you know, you you guys had just recently reviewed Zero Hour, so yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it, it worked on me. I went and I, like we did the first issue, and then I ordered the hardcover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I was I was like, I've we've convinced me. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It wasn't until we reread that that I realized how disjointed that story actually was in the book. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, reading it all together makes a lot more sense than getting this. I know it was only by week by week, but still, I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. It was just, it, it, you and know, it makes but, sense as to why, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ugh. yeah. Well, and, and I know for me, I, that was at a time where, you know, I would get my stack of comics and I would read them all that week. And, uh, oh God, I remember yeah. those days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm lucky if it's like, I oh still God. got stuff I picked up in, in, uh, in November where it's like, oh, I haven't got around to reading that one yet. <laughs> you used to be, you go to the comic store, you get your stash, you go to, at least for me, it was like, go to the, go to wherever you want to go to eat dinner and you yeah. read while you're eating. And isn't that great? No there, are, there are times I'd have them have to do, baby. <laughs> there are times I would have had them all read by the time I'd finished the walk home. <laughs> you, I I would read some of them in the parking lot. Yeah, same. Especially mm-hmm. the books and the and the big crossover books. I would read those even before I mean, you know, I'd get in the car and just turn on the AC because it was probably hot and then just sit there for a half an hour and read comics in yeah. the car because I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait the 10 minute drive to go home. Yeah. I, I remember uh, when 52 was coming out, that was like, I'd, I'd, I'd pick it up out of the store. I'd go, I'd sit in the car, crack it, you know, have a coffee, crack it open. I think the last <laughs> one I did like that was uh, the, the end of Legion of three worlds. That last mm-hmm. issue. It doesn't matter for me going back. I always had to like do the, uh, do the comic books. Like I did, like Halloween candy, like I would, which like 52, you just reminded me, like I would go home from work, stop at the yeah. store on Wednesday, 
run home was like, you know, maybe a quarter mile away. Uh, and then I would just, you know, I'd read like every other title and then I would save 52 for last. And then I would have like a nice meal I'd order in, you know, like, <laughs> and I would enjoy, especially like, you know, that's what I would, that's what I used to do is I always would, that's, that's how I got rid of, started getting rid of titles. I'm like, well, what's the title I want to read the, like first and I have to get through. And if I feel like I have to get through, it's tedious oh, yeah. or it's a, the Brussels sprouts of comics. Then I, probably, Oh, Oh no, no. <laughs> like, so, yeah, they should all be exciting. <laughs> like that's my, that's, that's where I am. Yeah. So, Justin, did you, did you have a particular wine you would pair with 52? Yeah, it's like, what does well, the sommelier recommend with a good Grant Morrison? Do tell. Oh, I'll tell you this. It was <laughs> beer, but with 52, uh, I was, yeah. there was, there was, when 52 was coming out, I was living in New York City and mm -hmm. they famous, and this was even, this was, a, I don't know if you guys watched 30 Rock. There was a famous, um, like a, like Italian deli that they referenced, yeah. like early episode, but they want to get the sandwich because that's the one day, like the, the month where the union guys go over to Brooklyn. <laughs> they opened up an outpost down the block from me. So like this would be, these were like, you know, $15 sandwiches, but they were worth it. Like it was mm. just, you had to get there until, you know, like early enough that they still had, you know, that was right across the street from a police academy. So you had to get there early enough or the uh, older detectives would take all the good meat. <laughs> but like, you know, there, mm. like the chicken palm or the veal palm, if I was feeling, hey now. Uh, hey now. And, and you know, I would just go all out and I'd be like, you know, I'd have the sub first. I'd have a nice, oh, yeah. depending on the, uh, what time of year it was, cherry wheat in the summer, probably a heavier stout uh, uh, or pale ale in the winter. But that was it, man. That was like, I feel you fine dining. My wife, my wife was working long hours then, so she wouldn't be home until way later. So, you know, 52 yeah. was like, it was like my lost. It was like that was the the must must read. And I, I don't yeah. know how I did that series. It was so it's so enjoyable. Yeah. Well, I think it was right after fifty two that they they lost their mojo with that oh, stuff, unfortunately. Entirely. Yeah. So, you know, it, it shows what good planning can do um, oh, when yeah. you have a shared universe. When you plan and it's a good plan. And, and everyone's like hitting their marks. It's great. But when you have what we have now, which is kind of chaotic, um, yeah. there is no plan because no one's on a book for more than five minutes at a time. It seems. Um, yeah. It's a mess. It's a hot mess. The only, the only time I thought they did it well, but you're right. Like without coordinating with mm -hmm. the titles. Cause I, the only one I thought they did good was, I don't even remember the name of this, but remember they did like a newspaper one where they did sort Wednesday of like Wednesday comics. Yeah. Wednesday yeah. comics. Yep. It was really good too, although I guess that was very self-contained. It know? was, and it was kind oh, of yeah. at the same time as all that stuff too, or very yeah, close. So good, I think. That's yeah, so I think collectors hated it because uh, having that thing folded up was <laughs> yeah. Like, well, they hated it for that reason, but it still. Wasn't <laughs> and 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 then the and then the collection doesn't fit on any shelf. But yeah, it is still so no, we have incredible tabloid, so I don't want to even hear that. So that well, that, that that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, uh, tabloid and those Alex Ross big painted yeah. things. You know, at some point there's just and then you have the Tashin book, uh, which is you know just it's got its own zip code. So there's that. Exactly. Uh, you know, it, it's. I, Mm. Uh, I, I wish they would get their their collective crap back together again. I really do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I really. I had a had an experience a bit like this this week mm -hmm. where I picked up um, the new um, Wonder Woman Historia book um, oh. drawn by Nicholas Scott, 
And I got home and just like you, Paul, I had, I've got a pile of stuff to read. I thought, oh, I'll just flick through it. I just want to see what the art is like compared yeah, to like the other two because yeah. they were amazing. Uh-huh. And 45 minutes later, I got up from my, from my bed and I had poured over this thing. It is a work of art and uh, the story is really, really engaging. And uh, as Nicola Scott lives here in Australia, so I posted, I saw something on Twitter. Oh, right. That's that, yeah. Um, yeah. She'd been she'd been voted uh, CBR's number one DC book of the year for that issue. So if you haven't picked it up and you want that kind of experience, I would highly mm-hmm. recommend it. Yeah, Historia it's been is an probably amazing. their best book this past year. It's amazing. Just, uh, an art standpoint. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, well. I, I, I was actually reading a post earlier today from uh, someone in a gaming group that said, Hey, I just watched Shazam. Can Captain Marvel beat up Superman? I'm like, yes and no. It depends mm. on who's writing it. <laughs> As does everything. I There, yeah, there was a, a recent, uh, I picked up a recent, uh, I don't know how recent, uh, but a uh, a trade of, uh, of Superman versus Shazam. And it's all of the... Uh, you know, like the old, DC, like everything going back to like Captain Thunder to uh, the um, the tabloid uh, 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 to uh, the DC Comics Presents stuff and and uh, and even a couple of more recent ones. And it's a it's a great book, like just that, tons of fun. That Captain Thunder story from uh, uh, Superman number 276, that is what I consider to be my very first ever comic book. Oh, that's a good one to start with. Damn. (laughs) That's fantastic. Yeah. It's the first one that I can remember reading or remember buying. Actually, I'm sure I read some others, but, but that's the, the first one that I remember having in my collection. Ah, it's awesome. See, someone talks about back issues and, and, and look at us. Well, I tell people you can always go back and read the back issues. That's they're right. There. That's they're right. And it's there. And they're still great. And they are. They're amazingly good. Yeah. That whole stuff from, uh, I mean, obviously, Crisis has been around since we now have Dark Crisis, which we're running out of names for crises, I think, at this point. Um, but uh, there's so many it, other colors. There are. There. Are, I can't wait for Rainbow it's, Crisis. That'll be. Fun. But you know, at least with Dark Crisis, the initials it, were DC. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give them that for detective comics. Sure. Why not? Yeah. That's, that's when everyone turns that. gay. Right, Paul? Uh, right, Darren? Yeah. The rainbow crisis will be where we visit Earth Q where everyone is queer. There you go. That's what Earth Q is. There you go. All right. We should probably get on to on topic. We, we probably should get get to some Legion stuff. Is there any news? Do we have news? Is there news? Anything? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? I don't I don't think so. There hasn't been a lot. Uh, out there lately, there've been, been some quiet. Like, there've been some weird postings that don't make any sense. So y'all be careful when you're looking at stuff online. Yeah. We, found, we found an article out there that was not written in very good English and basically was uh, made no sense when you actually read it. Like it, it, it seems good. like a, like it, it was an AI article. Yeah, it seemed like, like it was like eh, that's... trying to write a Shakespeare play, but about Legion. Yeah, the, people are really testing that monkey's typing thing, aren't they? With the, with the whole AI thing, it's like, yeah, it's you know, it's kind of. Yep. When it listed the Legionnaires as celebrities, I'm like, what? What? Mm-hmm. The, the movie comes out in a month. 
Yeah. 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 The animated movie's coming out. I guess we'll, we will certainly talk about that when it hits and we watch it for sure. Yeah, I've got a couple of books in the mail. So the um, Justice League Legion trade paperback came out. Oh, yeah. Cool. And uh, it looks good. It's got it's got um, reprints of all the um, variant covers at the back. Oh, that's um, nice. That a little nice. bit of interlac. Nice. Does it read better in a single sitting? Oh, uh, to be honest, I haven't reread it. I oh. probably couldn't be bothered. <laughs> but that, that is my test <laughs> for that book, honestly. Did Did you say it has interlac translations in the back? It has it. No, no, no. It has a tiny bit of interlac in the back, which you will need to translate. But it's yeah. it's pretty simple to translate. Um, Everyone will just mess. But up. at least they thought to include that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 a nice printing. It's a nice. It's probably a better way to read it. It's got the annual that preceded uh, in there as well. Oh, does that's Mac. good. So that's kind of good. The art's quite shockingly different to the rest of the book, but um, yeah. it's nice. The other book that I got in the mail was um, Who's Who. Omnibus oh Volume God, Two, yes. which it's is so like good. Legion Heaven. If you yes. are looking for who's who in the Legion of Superheroes, this is your opportunity to get hold of it. Um, it's up front and centre is all I can say about the Legion. It gets a huge um, spiel in the blurb written by Michael Yuri uh, in the forward, and uh, then we've just got page after page after page of Legion, and uh, it's all been recoloured. Um, oh, so we don't have the um, yeah. 80s, 80s colouring. We've got solid well, colours. Well, that's because there was like a whole dedicated like six-issue Who's Who to Legion series, right? Yeah, it was a seven-issue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Seven that's issues, what yeah. it is. But the it's problem seven, is that yeah. if you're going back issue diving for it, issues five through seven are really hard to find. Yeah. Oh, I, th I think I got those. I think I found those in the bin. But it's, oh. it's been one of those things where you can find issues one, two, three, and four fairly easily. Yeah. But five through seven, it's like something happened with the print run or something. Either it wasn't selling and they decided to reduce the amount of books that they shift or whatever, but five through seven are hard to find. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got all those. I found them all in a bin about a year and a half ago. Nice. Sweet. Good for you. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So They've also reprinted some of the, um, the uh, not the letters pages, but the sort of the, the inside covers. And um, mm. Steve Lytle's history of the Legion um, yeah, is beautiful. Is yeah. beautiful yeah. in this. And um, as are his covers. And uh, and then it goes into reprinting all of the um, the loose leaf um, who's who. And, so uh, how do they do those? Is it is it? Oh, it's on... interesting. I was looking for that. That was one of the first things I looked at. Um, they've seemed to have either trimmed them, or I don't no, know. I think they they, they must them have down. trimmed them or sized them down. They're not as big on the page. They don't take up the whole page. The artwork. Well, they were, yeah, yeah, because like what I remember is, is of course, the you had the image on the front, and then you flipped it over, and there was all the text. Yeah. yeah. So still... now they're facing each other. Yeah. So the that image makes is sense. on the left, and yeah. the text is on the right. But they've That's what added I wondered. the yellow, the yellow dots that the original um, Who's Who series had around the edges, which I think adds a really nice continuity. It's a nice, it's a nice touch when you're looking at the first volume. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, it's got a recent appearance of everybody's favourite Legion character. Um, on page 1,194, you can find the most recent appearance of Thrust. Oh, oh yeah. thank goodness. Um, yeah. By Al Gordon and Joe Phillips. So, you know, I'm so glad he's back. But it's got Jam it's, too. Yeah, yeah, it does it would, have Jam it would have, too. It would have Jam too, yeah. <laughs> but I, I understood that, that Jam yeah. was killed on his way back to his home planet. 
<laughs> yes, he was. He was indeed. Yes, it's true. Yeah, it's true. hilarious. But uh, you know, it's nice. And it's it's got a nice cover. They've they've picked up one of the covers from. Uh, it was originally going to be a Legion cover um, in the solicits, but it's ended up being some um, sort of amalgamated artwork from uh, different ver- different ones of the loose leaf. So the Legion aren't on the cover, but uh, they're certainly well represented, taking That's up a good awesome. Fifth of the volume, I would say. Yeah. The Who's Who and the Legion, did that come out concurrently or before, or I guess, or after the original Who's Who? After the original Who's Who, but during the Baxter run. Yeah. My, uh, okay. my, my app says they came out in 1988. Yep. So, so, right so now, Baxter was beginning to end, honestly. So, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. It, it was it my key reference for five years later. I think it, was, I think it uh, doesn't cover any of the five years later stuff. It's just but you needed it to read five years later because yeah. well, you need w- to know all the code names and the real names of all the characters to work out who was who. I, <laughs> everyone being called Reap and Kondo and yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I white knuckled it well because I remember I had a lot of the original who's who, so I knew and I I'm such a nerd for this stuff. Um, yeah. Like the, Handbook of the Marvel Universe and Who's Who, like in like oh, that. Oh, hey, hello, hot move. Yeah, that sweet 1985, 1986, like run. So yeah. I was these characters. So I knew Reap and I knew uh, Rock Green and all those characters. I knew like the main Legionnaires, but I had no idea there was ever a Who's Who uh, for the Legion until I think I was in college and I was like uh back issue diving mm-hmm. and they were always like crammed at the back of the legion box you know, like be like ranto you know be whatever the issues of the legion were in sequential order and then like oh yeah here's issue two of the who's who and i was like what <laughs> i never i never realized it so i had like one or two, i think i have like issue one two and three or one two and four or something like that well but, i'm uh, sure this got published because of levitz for one i mean oh yeah he was the publisher at the time, but also everyone complaining that Legion's just too big. We need something to explain it. And, well, and it was still a big, it was still a big seller too. So that. it was, it was, it was huge. Yeah. Um, it was just kind of weird that they would publish it and then do a complete, you know, 180 on the series. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Exactly. Well, well, like I said, it, it came out in '88. The series didn't reboot. Well, it rebooted in end '89. So I guess yeah, it yeah. was right there. Right. One after the other. It's almost as though it was like a capper to like. It's almost as though like Levitz was like, "Look, um, let's uh, let's run this out in a big way and uh, and add this along with it." Yeah, totally. You know, and kind of define the run. Now, I heard you guys talk before. There, there was some five years later. Who's who? They were like loose leaf pages or something. Yeah, yeah. They're so in, they're in this as well. Back of this book. Yeah, they're they are in there. Um, as a, in fact, there was one. They it, this the loose leaf is is problematic for people who like things in order, <laughs> right? Because it is definitely not an in order book. Um, the original Who's Who was A to Z, and then an appendix for people that they missed or characters that came up. During Mine's in order, Darren. I've resorted mine. Yeah, I put it in order. I took yeah, them all apart. Yeah. That, that was order. the beauty of it. Is that you got section. In, in the original loose leaf? I'm talking about in this gathered volume. Well, this is the problem with the volume. It's very hard to find anyone in the second half of this book because they're not in order. Each issue is in in alphabetical order. order. Issues are in alphabetical order. Yeah. Um, So, but there is an index at the back. 
Yeah. Right. But, but yeah, that, is... like that was the, the beauty of the loose leaf is that you bought the binder with the first issue and then you just put them in. And like, I would, I had mine, like I would organize. Yeah. I would organize by team and alphabetically within the team. And then, you know, single characters were, were kind of uh, frittered throughout. But once there was a team, I would take the cover that had that team on it and use that as like the divider page. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <clears throat> oh god I did. This you was just so such with, a great no, no, not you with your absolute with the omnibus. So exactly. <laughs> so you're gonna yeah, get I broke it I broke it down by the way they broke it down where they had the color coding where it was like geography, oh, uh yeah. supernatural. But yeah. that was the best is that there were different ways you could you could organize this and, and it became unique to each person, right? So it was that was a fun that was a fun aspect of it. So I'm, I'm looking up, and yes, I know it's not time for that yet, but I'm looking up on my Legion Theory what? Uh, document. The Who's Who, uh, numbers one through seven, came out concurrently with Legion Volume 3, number 46 through 52. 52. Uh, yeah. and, and also the first half dozen issue of Wanderers. So that mm. tells you like roughly when um, uh, when it was going on. So yeah, as well before, like 10 issues before well before the five years later. Mm-hmm. But we were all, but it was in a time where we also had a spinoff series, and yeah, yeah, we had some pretty big names on this. Who's who's? So Mark Wade and Karen Berger were co-editing it, mm-hmm. as well as Paul doing the research and Barbara Randall writing for it. Yeah. So there was there was a pretty powerful team behind this book. The, it, uh, it 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 was led to a, to me spending a lot of money on comics because I would read somebody's who's who page in that in the loose leaf and and it's like okay I got to go out and find the and find every issue of this book. Yeah, <laughs> lucky you found them then, Paul, and not now. Well, that's fair. <laughs> this loose leaf version of who's who, uh, the first issue came out in between uh, five years later issues ten and eleven. Yeah. So it was it was strictly a five years later thing. There was no overlap. The other thing no. May, Wade says in the um on the opening page is that it was part of the celebration of the thirtieth anniversary of the Legion. So yeah. um Nineteen eighty eight. It's right there. That makes that yeah. there it is. <laughs> exactly. That's uh, what's interesting is when you're flicking through this book, they had the constitution at the back of several of the issues sort of broken over the issues, but here they've put it all in, 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 um, in order. Mm. So as you're flicking through this book, there's like seven or eight pages of the Legion constitution. It's like reading minutes from my body corporate meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Not the most attractive pages in the book. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Well, you know, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Justin. I, I, oh, no, no. I was like, I had no, I missed the constitution because I just got it the other day. So I was on because I have way too much content right now anyway to get through, which seems to be a fairly common problem. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I want to go read that because I'm such a dork for that kind of stuff. I think we did early on. We did a whole episode on the Legion Constitution. You guys should read it like whatever the whatever the month and date the Legion came out. You guys should read it like they uh, read the Constitution in the house. 
<laughs> okay, first of all, the house Put has to speed. Okay. <laughs> I love that story of um, that guy getting sworn in on the copy of Superman number one this week. I thought that was yeah. That I, was, I, uh, fo- I think I follow him on Twitter. He is Gaga for comic books. <laughs> Who's this? Oh, let me find him. One of the guys in the uh, U.S. House of Representatives got sworn in on a copy of the Bible and the and. Library of Congress copy of Superman number one. God, love that. <laughs> that's a thing you can do when you get sworn in is you can get stuff from the Library of Congress to, to yep. get sworn yeah. in on. You can, you can actually do a flex, you know. If you get elected the... Speaker of the House, you get $200,000 and uh, the crown to RuPaul's Drag Race, I hear. So, yeah. Hmm. Now the cool thing about being a, a, a congressional member is you get access to the, uh, the 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 library, and they have a ton of like old ass comic books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had a copy of Sensation Comics number one as well, I think, for another member, and uh, it was looking quite tattered. I would have to say the uh, that copy one was of rougher than... number one looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Well, that <laughs> was also back during the paper drive days of World War II. So yeah, Robert Garcia. Okay, like it. I like it. Yeah, you don't even have to uh, swear on a Bible. You could just only swear on the Superman comic as long as it has to mean something or or, or something you would swear on or follow or support or. Believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Whatever you want. It's amazing. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well. Yes. Um. It seems that after all these, all the dust had settled on these uh, who's who's, um, uh, there, you know, we we saw the end of an era uh, recently, and uh, and uh, over the holidays, the uh, podcast faded to white, Mm -hmm. and um, and uh, we uh, we awoke to, like I say, find ourselves in uh, in retro yet more modern. Um, settings and uh, did we get rebooted? Oh, yeah, we all get rebooted. That's yeah. how it works. More we're slightly rebooted. different, but the same. Slightly, but we're gonna replay it all with a twist. You know it, yeah. <laughs> and we've got we've got a couple new rules for the drinking game. Yes, which got rebooted as well. Well, not not rebooted such as so much as uh, gained a couple of new. Question or it, it, it got it got Batman rebooted. There you go. Yeah, so, <laughs> there'll, there'll probably be fewer foreheads going forward. So there we go. Yes, good so point. Have, One would assume, right? So uh, going forward, when we're talking about the reboot, um, we will be taking a drink when something from the original run is repeated with a twist, and and a twist is up to <laughs> our discretion. Uh, for example, we find out in the first issue, I'm, it's not really a spoiler, but Brand makes Stargates instead of stars. So that would be something. Um, the other one is take a drink when whoever is reading uses the wrong name on somebody. Uh, for example, <laughs> calls them, calls them like I love an it. Advert live wire. We've been and doing that for the last six months. a lot, yeah. <laughs> if, if you listened to the... Um, to the podcast from last week, which was the uh, the original time we did this in 2010, 11, yeah, something like that. Uh, it was either Paul it, it was, or Paul or Darren was, who made that rule. That's true. And then and they said 
it'll probably be a while until we get to the next issue of the reboot. And who knew it was going to be 11 years later? We were right. That that episode was weird because that was pre-New 52. And you guys were talking about like rumors and stuff about the New 52. And it was kind of fascinating as a time capsule. <laughs> so then it had to have been uh, at some point in 2011. Yeah. It was 600 episodes ago. I know that much. Yeah, I'm not going to remember that. Well, let me tell you, Frenchie, I know it was episode 142. Yeah. And uh, that was uh, June 13th, 2011. So it was, so the, uh, the uh, new 52 was imminent. Right. You're talking about imminent. Imminent. You were talking about Levitt's talking about having new characters join the Legion in the near future. Presumably all those, uh, the five uh, members in the back. Yeah, Glorith and, the other ones. Well, like the, the Academy. Oh, oh, oh yeah. The, the retro boot version. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was June 20th, not June 13th. Sorry. Oh my God. So oh, wow. Michael, you're uh, but it was still, what did we get you? I, how can I have faith in the spreadsheet anymore? <laughs> well, <sighs> you live and you learn. You live that's and you learn. You do, you do. Or, or you yeah, absolutely. That's feral lad has taught us. So. Yeah. So we, <laughs> fair um so yeah we uh we we got a a fresh start after zero hour um some things that we had seen over you know recent times and like like you know there were there were elements of uh of legionnaires that kind of survived into this um but for the most part for for most of the characters it was a uh a completely fresh uh start um, but you know some some sort of personality traits that that were kind of added in the uh, in in Legionnaires uh, survived into the characterizations uh, in the book, and um, and so we got a whole new start with uh, with Tom McCraw and Mark Wade kind of kind of leading us off, and art from Eminem and Boyd, um, and I know. I still remember the first time I met Stuart Eminem and just saying how much I loved the work he did on Legion and just, you know, loved the sort of the, you know, cause it was so different from the style, the way everyone else's style was going. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and he was very quick, uh, to, to point out that, uh, a lot of that came from, uh, from Ron Boyd. And, uh, he, he, he gave him a lot of credit for that. And, um, and, and, and Ron, who I, who I've never met, but, uh, who, um, lived around the corner from my regular comic shop in Toronto at the time. Um, it it was easy to, to go in and find issues that he had signed. And, uh, so I think, yeah, absolutely. And so I know that my, my issue with, uh, feral lad, uh, you know, fly during final night. Um, uh, I know that, that he, I, I know he had signed that one and I think I have a few others that he had signed. Um, but, uh, but that was long before I knew that, uh, that he was a big part of, uh, of that, of that style. And, um, so we'll get into some of that as we, as we go. And, and I'll point out that this is their last regular issue together, Eminem and Boyd. <sighs> Sad. And they had, yeah. they had a heck of a run. A heck they of an did. team. Absolutely. And I think, I think then I know Eminem was, was off to Superman after this. Yep. 
and um or one for an inferno miniseries yeah or one of the superman books i can't remember which one he was on maybe adventures i think it was adventures yeah yeah anyway um before we jump into the issue um at this time at my comic shop we had a um zero uh promo book come out um which had uh, some characters from Zero, and it said the beginning of tomorrow on it. Um, it is might be the, nice to. Is that the is that the Zero Month sampler? White, yeah, it's a little black and white book, and it just had covers from the upcoming titles in it. Uh, it's got a really nice little blurb, which might set the tone for nice. um, the change. So I might just read that out. Yeah. It, it says the end of today, as Zero Hour reached its startling conclusion, and the final shocking event that sets time right forever. A new but very familiar DC universe is born. Forever. Everything their word forever there, but go on. Everything we remember, everything we know is still true, but previously untold secrets are about to be revealed, and some classic heroes will emerge with a clearer understanding of who and what they are, and often with enhanced powers to use in the cause of justice. In an unprecedented effort to serve the needs of both current DC fans and new readers who want to see what all the excitement is about, DC Comics has created a unique zero month following immediately on the heels of the Zero Hour miniseries. All DC superhero titles shipping in August 1994 will be special zero issues. And then on the Legion page, it says, it is the future that has most been affected by Zero Hour. Tomorrow has been born anew and readers will be able to enjoy the adventures of one of the most popular and enduring superhero teams of any time, right from the very beginning in two monthly titles, Legion of Superheroes Zero and Legionnaires Zero. And mm-hmm. uh, that was my first look at uh, this new version of, of um, Legion, picking this up with Zero Hour Zero. And and I know a lot of people were against the idea of, you know, uh, a new continuity starting, but I've got to admit it did kind of hook me. Um, you know, the idea of... Uh, of getting to start from scratch and uh, you know, everything is new and here we are on the ground floor and knowing that, you know, some things would play out similarly. I mean, I think it it, it felt clear that it was going to be sort of a modernized retelling. And we had seen that, that updated uh, retelling of, uh, of the Legion's origin at the beginning of five years later, for example. And so I, I got to admit as I felt that, that, you know, given that uh, we kind of finished off the Legion with uh, during the um, Legion on the run, which, as I said at the time that we covered it, I appreciated more this time around than I did when it came out. And and and, you know, this time around was the first time I I reread it uh, since it, it, it was coming out. And um at the time, I felt like, well, you know, if you're going to end it, that was a place to end. And yeah. and, and and so, you know, starting from scratch, you know, it's, uh, you know, it takes away a lot, but it, it gives the opportunity for more. And um, and so I've got to admit, I felt like I, I kind of rationalized it that way was was, yeah, all the stuff I knew about is is no nor. But, you know, there's going to be a new take on it and uh, and they're probably not going to change things 
too much, he said, not anticipating Snacky. Mm-hmm. I probably sat in a different camp, Paul. I think I, I yeah. read this and I saw it as the end of my adult Legion. And um, mm-hmm. I hadn't really got into the Legionnaires series yeah. in the way that I'd enjoyed the um, five year later stuff. And um, I just didn't, I was at an age, I was probably 23 or something at the time. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. mm, these, these teenagers don't relate to me. Um, I, I want, I want the adult stories. And um, so I, this was a point where I was like, almost ready to leave the Legion, I would have mm-hmm. to say. And um, for me, it was probably the end of an era. I was like, this could be a really good point to to wind up. And, to and off, uh, yeah. I struggled through the first, I reckon, five or six issues mm-hmm. of these series till I, till I sort of started to get into the swing of it again. Mm-hmm. So I look, I look forward to rereading it. Just too. when you think you're out. Well, see, I was I was of two minds of it because one, uh, when this happened, I was uh, struggling with the budget just to mm-hmm. you know make yep. college happen and rent happen and everything else. So it's like, do I need? To... Okay, I'll stick with just Legion. I'll stick with just Legion, and and I stuck with it for a while because um, Paul, you're right. It is a new beginning, and that yeah, and a retelling, sure. Because when are you going to get a chance to buy all those back issues? How are you going to find it in the uh, Back in the it day, these it was certainly print, harder to do at the time. Yeah, uh, yeah, fifty dollars each in the hardcover, full color printing, and that that was out of reach for my budget. So it's like, okay, well, let's see what they do. And uh, yeah, I lasted a while with it, and then I had to I had to kind of take a break from comics. Period. Um, just Is, isn't it interesting though that there is that that idea of the. Well, this stuff's no longer in continuity. I may as well shred it. <laughs> oh my God! I never thought about doing that. No, yeah. no, no. I, I, I mean, figuratively speaking. I know, I know. But you know, this idea that that well, I guess those ones don't count anymore. And uh, and and so I remember kind of feeling that way at the time. And uh, and, you know, and then years later, it was like, no, no, that this makes me want to find those those older books even more. Even more. Yeah. Uh, yeah but but at the, but at the time that this came out, you know, the uh, the 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 back issue hunting, you know, you could you, there was what you could do in 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 your local comic book store. But it was um, it wasn't was as easy as it is now. Yeah, totally. You would have to wait to go to at least I had to wait to go to a con. Because yeah. the, the local store was was really highly priced, you know. Yeah. You could score a whole bunch of comics at a at a comic con for not a whole lot of money in the fifty cent bin, the dollar exactly. bin. Exactly. You know, as opposed to paying ten bucks for an issue, you know, <laughs> at the local comic store because they've got all that immediate overhead they got to pay. So I, I I see both sides of this where it certainly isn't going to be the adult legion. It's clearly we're starting at the beginning with the origin story here. We're starting with a retelling of how the Legion is being built. So you're not going to see characters for a while that you're used to seeing every other issue, you know? Yeah. And and obviously we also have to handle the Superman problem. How is that going to be worked out? Mm -hmm. Because Super Family is not part of this book uh, moving forward because that was the edict at the time. So that's your first big twist um, for how this goes, I think, uh, moving forward. Was Legion still being published at this time? I think it was yeah. Rebels. It was Rebels. And, 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 yeah. With Zero Hour, it became Rebels. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So it, it shifted, um, and we actually just finished recently doing the Rebels series. Um, 
It uh, yeah, it shifted uh, during this. So the last issue uh, of of Legion came out just before this, and then uh, we moved into uh, into Rebels after this for yeah. about eight. I think it was eighteen issues. I'm not that and, familiar with that. So my only question when I went back to reread this was mm-hmm. brand. Is that is the Durlin thing still a question, or is that been erased by Zero Hour? I have no find out. Oh yeah, you'll find. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. I like Uh, to find things out. I I love to. I love to investigate. Mm -hmm. I I I was a wee baby when uh, this started. You're a wee bear. And uh, (laughs) I was also a very much a Marvel zombie at the time. All DC was was taboo. I wish I was reading this in 1994. I think mm-hmm. I would, this would have been right up my alley at the time. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I'm afraid the the brain worms were in me too strong to even oh. glance at it. Mr. Mind had you. Indeed, <laughs> had you, laddie. So I got a I got a couple of things before we start uh, with the the story. Sure. Uh, first is um, uh, I read this back um, over the summer. Uh, what Kurt Busick wrote. Um, regarding the transition from the pre-Zero Hour to the post-Zero Hour Legion. He says, I wanted to make it clear that as the time crisis, whatever wave washed over them, they had a sense of continuation, that it wasn't that these characters were being destroyed and other characters would replace them, but that these characters' spirits would live on, embodied in revised versions of the continuity, so the post-Zero Hour Legion could be seen as the originals in a new form rather than replacements for the originals. I don't think a lot of readers saw it that way, but, hey, I wanted to try for that at least. And that's one of the reasons why they gave for why they didn't just restart the series with new number ones is because they wanted to say that the series is continuing, the spirit of the series is continuing, Um and so we are going to honor all that came before by keeping the numbers. Well, don't course, forget. In, 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 in retrospect, though, it would have been better if they had started with uh, with a new number one like everything, like all the other new series did, because then people came in and, and were trying to look for, like, back issues and stuff, and and that, that all didn't make sense. Yeah, it was. I'll admit it. I'm sorry. I was going to say that was very confusing when I started picking up some of this, these issues. Yeah, but how many also, like, I was trying to think, like, how many new number ones came out? I mean, I know there was the new Manhunter. A lot. Primal Force. Well, a lot uh, did, but a lot of them didn't because, like, Aquaman didn't reboot, Superboy yeah, Flash didn't reboot. didn't. Aqu- Flash I mean, didn't. Anything ongoing didn't. Well, but Aquaman, silly because Aquaman, I think, was, like, the zero issue came out, like, third. I think right. it already had like, Yeah, that's fair. Second. Or it was right up front, and I was already into um, the Flash. And I mean, they used it well, but the Zero Hour, like mm-hmm. it, it, the storyline, Wade did that very nicely. I remember, like it just kind of slips in, like you, you could miss it if you didn't. I don't know why you would, but like you could miss it. But it's it's its own thing, sort of like I think one of those Speed Force. Uh, uh, it was like he's about to ramp up into the Speed Force, so it was like a good jumping on point. It, but like it. it does kind of, yeah it does kind of dovetail nicely into into what it is conceptually before they actually explain it right yeah yeah it is it, like re, like Legion L E J O into Rebels is kind of a unique case where they rebranded themselves yes using, um Legion is probably the only case of all of these that that 
but hard rebooted itself though. So it probably could specifically could have done the same thing. Yeah. Itself. You know, it wouldn't have been a terrible idea if they had just launched the series as Legionnaires and just double shipped it every month instead of having two different titles that switched they off to keep the trademark. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah I, I, and it, yeah, I think there was a lot of it that it was kind of already set up and remember mail subscriptions were still a thing. All right, that that's a valid point actually, because that this also maintains continuity of those subscriptions. Yeah, yeah, and I think they that have to refund the money anyway. Exactly, exactly, right? And so, sorry. Plus, in a way, it it does. I mean, you know, this is a stretch, but this is how I read it at the time. Was it does continue, in a way, the the ending of the previous two series, right? It fades to white. They're they're t- they're they're basically sort of merging with their time lost alternate clone mm-hmm. SW six people and now you know I don't think they explicitly say it but like this is the reboot I mean that's how I read it well I mean it was a continuation remember, of that's a neat way to look at it yeah we we already had a soft reboot within five years later with the clones being introduced right Legionnaires was almost a dry run of what this yeah, series was totally. going to be yeah. So yeah, it's, it's like, hey, we tried this out. This book is really good, and the dysfunctional, you know, sad five years later, you know, dystopia isn't working. Is what I think they finally came to grips with. It's yeah, like, right. Okay, let's, uh, let's move it back to the happy, technologically positive future, which is well, where I, fans have their happy spot. As I recall, we we talked about this a while back. Legionnaires was originally intended to be like a flashback series that went back to the original days of the uh, of the Legion, and yeah, uh, would, right, would update right. the yeah, costumes and the names it was, that way. Yeah, it's in um, Who's Who, actually. Yeah, it's called um, Legion: A New Tomorrow or New Beginning so or something like that. In a, in a way, this reboot is that, except for instead of being a flashback, it's current. Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, and also, I mean, it's funny. I think Brent mentioned this before. I was, I mean, I like the the main story. I like the Glorith and uh, Mordru story, you know, and, and you know the whole. I, I liked at this time in my comic book collecting, I loved big line wide crossovers. Um, but I, I I I do remember losing interest because I thought Legionnaires like we lost Sprouse, and I thought it was mm-hmm. time you, know, you could. And now I know it looking back and rereading the issues. But at the time I was like, oh, the quality has kind of gone down and they're like throwing everything in the kitchen sink in. And I don't know if I like the art as much or it's losing it. And then when I rebooted them, I was like, oh, fresh start. We're going to have to give these a few issues. And I like I'm I'm such a sucker for the old trope of like bringing the team together, you know, mm-hmm. Like I, I love that kind of stuff. I, um, that, I think that, uh, I think that's a great idea with Legion. If you're going to relaunch the book, is introduce the members slowly, which is kind yeah, of what they're doing here. I think they still went a bit too fast, actually. But uh, yeah, but at least right it, back it, to Ground it, Zero. I, I thought they made it made more sense that they did it quickly in the way they did it. Like, oh, okay, if you're going to militarize, well, depending on how you look at it, militarize a group of teenagers. You would want a representative from multiple planets, etc. Like, yeah, and they, had, they had to come up with the in-story version of that to make that happen. Because, and and, and here's something to think about in the, <laughs> sorry, in the building of the team is that it was, um, 
in the initial in the initial run, it seemed like it took a lot longer to to get uh, to uh, to sort of uh, full strength. But when you think about it, there weren't there wasn't a book coming out every month with that. Right. So we added a whole bunch of characters in the first few years of the team. But if you were to to sort of make like take those appearances and cram them in monthly, all of a sudden it was like we were six months in and had a pretty good, a good sized team. Mm-hmm. So that's true. So, I mean, eh, fast. Yeah, I think I think the idea was to get us up and running with a with a full team as soon as possible. Yeah, but I don't think people realize that back in the adventure days, that was what happened was first first of all, it was Superboy meeting the three main Legionnaires, but there were already Legionnaires in the background at that mm-hmm. table talking to Superboy as if, oh, he's a brand new member to be or a candidate for membership to be looked at. Yeah. And and you would move on and there'd be other people in the background every time like when Supergirl did her three Legionnaire story, you got Phantom Girl and Triplicate Girl and then you got other characters at that point too, which yeah. is what made the early continuity such a mess is because by the time they figured out, we need to figure out who joined when they kind of crammed about 18 Legionnaires in Kaz's first run as leader yeah. before Saturn yeah. girl took over. And there aren't that many stories between Kaz and Saturn girls leadership yeah. um, because the next big story is lightning lad being killed by Zaryan. Um, I think you've got maybe 10 Legion stories before Saturn Girl becomes leader or something like that. It's not a lot, yeah. but they introduce yeah, a ton saying. of characters in yeah. that time. So. Now, in this, they did it in about three or four months. Um, so yeah. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, but, you know, I think we had a decent uh, quorum by the time we got through what would have been the equivalent of three or four months um, in uh, in the original stories, too. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. This wasn't as smooth as what this is going to be. It was just like, oh, who are these characters? Never seen them before. When you go back and read the right. uh, the yeah. um, uh, the back issues, it's very it's very spotty <laughs> about where people are and who shows up when and blah blah blah. Oh, of so, course, yeah, yeah. Yep. What's continuity? Mort Weisinger doesn't care, kids. Yeah, he doesn't care. He, he reboot. He he reboots every uh, two every months. Every three years. Every three years. Redo <laughs> the story. Right. Yeah, this book's got to go. <laughs> but that's well, I'll just say, as a guy who there. started buying it regularly mm-hmm. as five years later was ending, I welcomed this because it was a fresh start for me to get in from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. There's something about us as comic book readers where it's like we need to start with issue one. Um, and it colors. Uh, I, re- I reject that completely. Oh. <laughs> that's me. I'll oh, no. start I, mean, any, I will start I any comic midstream. I didn't need that. Like I said, my first <laughs> issue I bought on the stands was uh, Quiet Darkness Part 3, and I was in. There you go. I needed <laughs> number one, but I thought it was really cool that, because I couldn't find back issues for crap, that I got to just finally read it from the beginning now. And that's it. Like that's that 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 you know it, it means something. I, I I think a lot of that you know it colors how we we you know watch TV shows. Like I I'm like if I've missed the first three episodes of it and can't easily find them, that show's dead to me. I'm moving on. And um, you know, because because uh, I want to start at the beginning of the story before I get to the middle of the story. Mm-hmm. And um, I started One Piece at 690. Can't wow. stop. Bravo. Bravo, dude. Bravo. Mo, where did you start with your Legion reading? 
Well, actually, I started back in the Baxter series. Um, mm-hmm. For so I, I picked up. I went to a comic shop and I picked up issue fourteen, and then I didn't really start regularly reading until like thirty five. Okay. The Universo, and even then, that was sporadic. So when mm-hmm. I got to five years later, yeah, I, I did pick up a few of those who's who to help me figure out yeah. some of those characters. It helped. And by the time we reached the end of five years later, I was, I had jumped, dropped in and out of the series. And at, at that point I was in middle school. So <laughs> I, so this came along and it was perfect for me. I loved, you know, those first like 19 issues of, of Legionnaires. I thought it was just such a palate cleanser. I liked the, uh-huh. the, the jackets and everything, but <laughs> I wanted something that was more of a teen superhero type title, something yeah. that we kind of got back in the back series. Granted, they were more mature, late, late teens, early twenties, mm. but I wanted something that was a bit more reflective of that. So I love this series. I love mm. being able to come in with the zero issues, feeling like I had all the information that I needed I knew that there were going to be some changes. I was reading The Flash at that point, so yeah. I was kind of prepared. And so I, you know, I read this pretty much up until regularly until the till the last year, and I dropped off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was more like I had some issues with the Legion of Superheroes artist, not the Legionnaires artist. But and mm-hmm. yeah, uh- but yeah, this was. But for me, this was. I, this is probably I would say this was like a really good time for my, for me in terms of my reading my legion reading uh, nice. experience because I I felt like I was there from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes a difference. It really does. Uh, I think we all have to remember that too that you know we've got to bring new readers in to keep this book going and yes. um, you know I yep. think as we you know we've just been through the experience of a, a, another new legion you know it's 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 important to um Keep going back and bring in new audience members. Yeah, uh, you know, we're we're yeah. um, you know, one thing we're getting that vintage I, here. Yeah, yeah. One thing I found interesting was um, I had just gotten online on the CompuServe right at the end of or right during zero hour, and so I was a part of the online Legion fandom community in CompuServe as the reboot started. So mm-hmm. basically the ground floor and after a few months you know they're they're, they're several months ahead um they started taking fan feedback and incorporating that into the stories and i will you know remember what i can and and bring it up at that particular uh when we talk about that issue um but it was a uh it was uh it was fun being a part of it, um, which I had never, I had never been a part of fandom before because, because going online was, was like, literally was the first time I, I was able to talk comics with people. Were there epic flame wars? Oh yeah. There was, there were, um, uh, there was a comic fan. (laughs) Let's see. There was the, uh, the floating, um, volume four flame war, the five years later flame war. Uh, floating meaning uh, it would 
pop up and then people would argue and then it would die down and then it would pop up somewhere else in some other location. But that was among people who thought either five years later was the greatest thing ever or the worst thing ever, ever. Both and, accurate. Uh, <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> so let's see. I also, I also remember the, um, uh, the floating homosexual homosexuality flame war, which Ooh. was, um, uh, Darren sitting right here. Element lad, element lad is gay. No, he's not. There should be gay people in the Legion. There already are gay people in the Legion. No, there aren't. Blah, blah, blah. And that would pop yeah, up. Yeah. Um, I fought that battle many times on many yeah. comic posts. But, but those were, those were typical, typical flame wars, drinking games, everything. But, uh, uh even the uh, early days had had all the hallmarks. Uh -huh. yeah. Well, I mean, so the early the early days of this kind of stuff was, you know, when, when the Internet started going and we started having message boards and it wasn't just like AOL room chats and things like that. Um, community started to pop up. That's how Paul and I met. Yeah. On the CGS boards back in the day. And even then there were people who had differing opinions about stuff, not just about where there are gay people in this book. But, you know, I don't understand Legion because X-Men so much easier to understand. I'm like, excuse you? You understand the Summers family tree? Because I don't. Adam X, key member. You know it. So it's like every time I turn around, there's a new Summers brother. What the hell? So, you know, I, people are going to argue about stuff that they, they want to argue about. And eventually you kind of have to let some of that stuff go. But then there, there are people out there with pretty ignorant um, ideas that they try to pass off as facts that aren't facts, and that's when I try to, I had to step in and go, excuse you, I think you're incorrect about that. And so I had uh, I had copied um, a couple of messages and saved them off that I dusted off, and and I'll read them at the end of the show. But it's a conversation between Mark Wade and Tom McCraw on CompuServe about how old these legionnaires are supposed to be mm. uh, don't pay attention to how old they look when they're drawn. And so it's, it's more going to be, you know, okay. If, uh, if this person is 14, you know, at least at the beginning, they tried to make them act 14, or at least that was the intent. So I'll cover, I'll, I'll get to that after we read the, uh, sure thing. if, if we ever get to the story. If, if if we have time, we need to get to the story. Let's go. Let's do it. Well, stop me if you've heard this before. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, Legion of Superheroes, issue zero, the beginning of tomorrow. Uh, we got uh, credit. Uh, we got this classic, classic cover with, uh, let's get them right, Livewire, Cosmic Boy, and Saturn Girl flying up from what appears to be the Legion clubhouse. Uh, we actually see the uh, Legion logo in the background with all their faces on it. So they're already like enshrined as the founders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we've still got these classic costumes that uh, they were designed by Sprouse, I believe. So they've, they've continued the, the, the design philosophy from, uh, from uh, Legionnaires. Yeah. So that, they sort of, you know, it can, it keeps that continuity, as we said about the soul, the characters continuing on from, the past into this yeah. reboot. Mm -hmm. um, I, and I do like I, the old belt. I think that adds some unity to the group. Honestly, it is. It is interesting because this is 1994. We are right smack in the middle of nineties grimdark. And yeah. the Legion is very much 
fucking that trend. They've got pouches. They got pouches. They, they concede the pouches. Can't avoid them. But they but, don't but got they, jackets. They've gotten rid of the BFG, the big effing gang. Legion originated the, the pouches, so. Yes, well, yes. And jackets. Giffen did all that. Yeah. Yep. Better and for better. This is this is uh, Eminem and Boyd on the cover there. Eminem Boyd and McCraw. Mm. Okay. And it had metallic ink on the logo. Yeah. That's uh, right. Shiny silver. And it had that, that zero hour logo in the upper right. Saying this yeah, is I think all of them had zero. That all of them had that. Yeah. All right, we open up uh, in space. We got a bunch of redheaded kids in a space cruiser. And I wonder who those say, are. <laughs> what, what planet could it possibly be? All right, poured on, bro. Wahoo. Uh, taught that commenter thing or two didn't, uh, about speed, didn't we? Nothing Aww. like cutting loose and being free. Uh, and the girl says, uh-huh, look, excuse me for being the responsible one, but you need to get us home, Mac. If mom and our, and dad find out we took the new cruiser, Ayla, you worry too much. They'll never sus. Uh, then a, a alarm comes off, says deet deet, and he says, what's that? Is that the charge indicator? Why is it blinking, Mac? I see it, Garth. Sigh. And wouldn't you know it, Corball, the only mudball, uh, close enough for an emergency landing. Hang on, kids. You're one. You're in for one hell of a ride. In case title. anyone's wondering, that interlac says charge. So, oh, char- okay. There is interlac there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they brought they brought over interlac. So yay, we have that. Yeah. <laughs> and we get the title drop. Says time and chance. Uh, of course, we got Mark Wade and Tom McCraw's story. Uh, Stuart Eminem and Ron Boyd on art. Bob. Uh, Pina on letters, Tom McCron colors, uh, Mike McCavity assists, and Casey Carlson edits. Uh, proudly presents a new era for the Legion of Superheroes. And what do we now, do for a bold new direction? We take a drink! Take a Yay! Drink. Oh, we're about to again. Yeah, we're about to. <laughs> I, I've been filled my glass. We're going to yeah. need a few. Gonna need a, a few for this one. Yep. <laughs> All right, we're down in the planet. Mecht is working on the uh, cruiser with uh, Garth nearby, and Garth is saying, "You check the relays? Yes. How about the transwarp? Yes. How about the shut up, Garth? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I've been, been there with a family member most of us over the holidays, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's gonna drop all the stuff, and he's gonna say, "Fudge." <laughs> Only he didn't say fudge. Yeah. Sorry, Mac. Shitter was full. <laughs> oh, damn it. Damn it. It's no use. There's a short. There was a short. And now the capacitor is completely drained. We're stuck. He throws his tools in, in impotence. And uh, Ayla says, not necessarily. There are there are the lightning beasts. What? 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 Are there? <laughs> <laughs> there they are. Take a drink. They are rhino-looking creatures now. Mm, they're not elephantine like they were before. Yeah. Ayla says, "Excuse me again for being the only one who studies. Maybe if we lure the beast to the ship, they'll recharge your stupid capacitor." You guys have to be care uh, have to be careful for a change, though. They get real. They get spooked real easily. And Gar says, "Well, duh. We've got it. Okay. No loud sounds or sudden." 
Holy! It, it looks like the lightning beasts have snuck up on them, which mm-hmm. bravo on the stealth roll of these huge creatures. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if we talk, haven't taken a drink for the lightning beasts of Corbal yet, go ahead. Yes, yes time, please. T- time to lightning beasts of Corbal. Two pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. And we're on our um, and already. We're, I like and, that. And I, I just want to um, point out one other thing with this. I love the way in one word balloon, they set up the dynamic between the brothers and Ayla, right? Mm -hmm. Excuse me again for being the only one who studies immediately shows them as kind of the dumb jocks of the family and, um, and, and her as being more studious. It is such a great setup. Mm -hmm. You you know a lot about the personalities right now. And that's, yeah. There you go. You're How good. great is that? We're two pages in. We got lightning beasts, and we know who the who the brothers are. Mm-hmm. Also, that tech. I love Imman's Im- Im- tech. Oh, so yes, cool. yes. I want that spaceship. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'd I'd charge it at least. I mean. Well, they had a short. It was the assumption is it was charged. And and, and it shorted wrong. out, Captain. It'll take at least a couple hours to fix. Is completely drained. Should they should carry extra capacitors? That's mm. all I'm saying. <laughs> Eighty gigawatts. <laughs> anyway. All right. So yeah, the lightning beast has snuck up, and Garth is saying, "Holy grife!" And he wakes up with a start out of bed. Because someone's got a little PTSD there. I think. Yeah. Says, "Oh man, three years, and it's still not. It keeps knocking at my dreams." Isn't there a clock in this dive? What time is it? And yeah, Garth's alone in a bed. Looks like he's got a bag nearby. He's in a, like a seedy hotel. Um, he says, about time to check out. And he zaps the alarm clock. The shuttle from Brawl will be coming through soon. With luck, before Mom and Dad figure out how I lied about visiting Aunt Ruth. Better get a move on. Winneth cops aren't too patient with runaways. Mm. And, and keep uh, in mind, on Winneth, it's unusual for someone to be alone. Correct, because they're all twins. So. They're all yeah. twins. So. You really stand out if you're a runaway. Exactly, yeah. And uh, Wade and McCraw uh, believe that, or they are writing Garth Rands as age 14. So he was <laughs> 11 when the... Wow. The when he got his power. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, get the... Wa- the event as well, at least at I, that I, time. I get wanting to keep these characters like young, but 14 always felt like too young. 16 always felt like the proper age to be a teen superhero. And I mean, they'll grow into it over the next couple of real time years, but yeah, they don't feel like 14 year olds or they're not cut like 14 year olds either. Right. I'm just, I'm just saying that was what Tom McCross says. This is what, uh, um, he specifically says, um, uh, Mark, you may correct me if I goof on someone, but this is how old we, they are. And this, yep. this was always a problem. Like, go go back and read the old New Teen Titans or the old Teen Titans books, mm-hmm. where they're where they're using '60s slang all the time, um, or '70s <coughs> slang. It's it's painful. I don't understand what the problem is, Daddy-O. I mean, I Daddy-O. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just painful to read now. You're like, how old? What? Huh? Yeah, yeah, the Haney stuff's rough. Yeah. But let's also let's also just to be fair, you're just basing this all on Earth years. Yeah. I mean, 
who knows how long it takes around, you know, how many uh, uh, rotations around the sun uh, it takes to be a year in, in you know, on Winat. The, the ages suddenly become somewhat uh, arbitrary, don't they? Yeah. I mean, they all seem to be about the same age. Don't ask any more questions. They're, they're, they're exactly also of the age to like make their own decisions about something. Yeah, they're, they're young-ish. <laughs> they're in a utopian future. Their education yeah. is faster. Exactly. <laughs> they want to be in school, so there's that. So. All right. So Garth is still thinking to himself, "Is spooky in this dump?" And he commands the vid screen. Says vid screen, and the vid screen turns on, and we see a reporter talking, who is not in Tenelad, and he's saying. Turn to sports. Uh, Planet Earth hosts the ne- next week's Mango Ball exhibi- exhibition. And uh, for more on that story, we take you live to Brawl, uh, where we see a dark-haired kid and more voiceover saying, where Rock Crin, winner of the high-style Mango Ball Cosmic Games, has honed his native magnetic, magnetic skills to the peak of Brawlian perfection. And we're overhearing people in the crowd talking, say, just a few more quotes, champ. And we see the the words Rock Crin, two time cosmic champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the internet, wow that that fancy new thing, the internet. That was has, a fancy thing back then. <laughs> the internet has nicknamed you Cosmic Boy. What's it like to be honored as the 30th century's best? And he says, I'm flattered, sir, though I don't know about being singled out. Will your kid brother follow in your footsteps? I hope so. He's is it true about your Magno skater? Uh, is it true about you and Magno skaters, Cindy Pauler? Um, now, a couple of things. Um, the um, interlac behind them, I notice at the back over um, his agent's head, We it, it, that's Brawl. I have one job on this show, Paul. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what's yeah, the, what's the one? One. <laughs> Planet Brawl. So the first one is planet, and it's like oh, ah. Um, also, just noting um, the look of uh, Rock's agent. Does he not remind you of a, uh, a five years later, Prody? Oh, yeah, he does wow. look a, like a kind of a chunkier guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> with a cane, even. Well, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like that, that, that just, uh, I, I remember that, that kind of throwing me at the, uh, at the time. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> this guy is? And according to, uh, McCraw, uh, rock is 15 years old. All right. All right. And the purple reporter is saying, uh, how about an explanation of your debt structure, Kryn? Perhaps your manager has a few words. <laughs> Rock says, debt? What do you mean? What's he talking about, Mr. Cuspin? It's a financial term, Rock. Fancy words to describe exhibition pay, which what? don't, which gets cut <laughs> if you don't get on your shuttle to Earth now. Move. Hey, um, look, it's Sinestro. Look at this. It's Sinestro. Hi, you Sinestro. Oh, come on, Cosmic Boy. How's about a quick expedition for the home crowd? Um, I'm sorry, but the shuttle's waiting. What are we what are we asking here? Just a little show. Are you too good for us now? Well, you have any metal on your belt? Yeah, why? Uh, and then Rock uses magnetic powers to throw this guy to the ceiling. And he says, whoa. And Rock goes, just asking. And his manager says, ha ha. All right, Rock, that'll do. The shuttle's carrying a lot of interplanetary VIPs. We can't hold it up. Remember, I'll be along once I've booked your endorsements and scheduled your fees. You need some pocket cash? And Rock says, I'll get by, sir. I'd rather you give the money to my folks. You will make sure to take care of them. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. I'll worry about the money, Rock. You worry about you. Go. And Rock is now boarding. He's on the ship, and he's looking at the itinerary, and he's thinking, huh, how smart is that? From Brawl to Titan, with our treaty as shaky as it is? I guess this new United Planets group is having some effect on galactic unity. Still, and we basically we see the itinerary of where the shuttle is going, and it started in Tharn, then it went to Imsk, then Zune. Now they're currently on Brawl, and they're going to be going to Winath, and then Titan, and then finally Metropolis. And that's a really important lore drop, is that the UP is new. Very new, yes. Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty crucial to the setup of this whole new Legion story, uh, basically. Um, and he's still thinking love, still. Sorry? I was just going to say, I love the Xenomorph sitting there on the, oh, yeah. of the panel. There's some fun aliens <laughs> in this in this um, airport. There's some Easter mm. eggs around, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Still, I hope nothing happens on Titan. And we cut to Titan. Uh, and we see a blonde girl with a Saturn on her uniform. Although she's, and she's using her powers because her hands can tell. are on her head. That's how you know. <laughs> Let's just yeah, check those eyebrows. Guy. <laughs> Silly. Seriously. Uh, she appears to be dressed as what, uh, uh, as like a police officer, possibly science police. Uh, in fact, we see two officers behind her saying to them, each other, nothing's happening. You swore she was alpha class. Maybe she can't handle the pressure. Shush, let her concentrate. This is the big moment for her, okay? Uh, Imra says, I'm sorry, Sergeant Bendra. If any of these suspects has any information on the stolen crystals, I can't read it. Sigh. And I was sure one of them was the perp. All right, boys, you're free to go. And that uh, might be a, a reference to the Legion's official first case, the Quintile Crystal. Uh, makes sense, yeah. Maybe. Wade, Wade, Wade co-wrote this. Of course yeah. it is. So yeah. It, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> hey, so you're get him on the phone and call him. It'll be an hour and a half before we get to the next panel. <laughs> Love it. <See>? Love it. <laughs> I don't know. I figured it was just like a jewelry heist. Yeah. Well, Could be. Crystal, sure. uh, the red woman, she looks like she's a species we've seen before, but I can't remember. But is that Tia species? Oh, uh, Tia, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. So you're rated as a Titan's Beth telepath. Should that be overrated? And Imra says, I made a full sweep. I don't think they have any connection to the theft. And uh, the woman in green says, what are you doing? You're turning these lousy filters loose on the word of a little girl. Those crystals were priceless. Who's to blame for the theft? Who? And she and Imra turns and says, you are. And the woman says, what? How dare you, officer? Take this urchin away. I'm reading thoughts of a black market, something about uh, a barter baron named uh, Emil. And one of the officers says, we uh, we know him well. Apparently you do too, ma'am. And Ooh. she says, no. And she runs away. And uh officer says, Sarge. Not made for running. Oh, no, no that's, a, that's a pencil dress. Uh, no. skirt. <laughs> Sarge, stop her. No need, officer. She's not getting far. And Imra takes her out somehow. It's kind of an wow. awkward kick. She's yeah. got a little... That's like Clercor or something. Yeah, but <laughs> it points to them for showing Saturn Girl getting physical with somebody. Yes, yes. You know, so because frequently the female legionnaires in the early days were all hands off and just doing subtle things. But, you know, she got... They're putting their hands on their, on their head. Oh, you know yeah. it. 
Yes, Imra is also 15, by the way, here. And okay. she's actually drawn like a 15-year-old. Yeah. Nice, nice handling that. That that uh, That's it then, Agent Ardeen, Imra. You've earned the right to join the science police. We're going to miss your help here on Titan, but once your telepath talents wow them at Earth home base, you'll be the darling of the SP in no time. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, back on the uh, shuttle, uh, we see Rock rousing from sleep. And we hear from a voice off panel saying, excuse me, do you speak Interlac? Rock says, doesn't everybody in this quadrant? Hi, my name's Rock Crin. Garth Rands, good to meet you. Any idea how long to Earth? Rock says, why, you in a hurry? Looking say, for my bro can we just say Garth Rands, damn glad to meet you. <laughs> Move on. Yeah. Looking for my bro. He's the what? He's the Rush chairman. Mm -hmm, exactly. He's the rush chairman of the Legion. He just doesn't know it yet. Looking for my brother. I think he might be there. Think. Don't you know? Not really, but I got to follow every lead. So how long a trip? Uh, and then behind them, we see a, a commotion with a uh, uh, white-haired man in a very loud suit jacket uh, saying, no, no, no special treatment for this old man. Today, I'm just a passenger. And we see one of the, the blue uh, droid things from five years later in the background. Yes, yeah, yeah, one of the probes. <laughs> mm. uh, Rock says, a lot shorter than it used to be, and you can thank that man for that. Mm. Uh, Garth says, Grife, is that? Rock says, RJ Brand, third richest sentient in the cosmos. And RJ says, enjoying the trip? Everything satisfactory? Good, good. Rock says, the whole United Planets project depends on him. They say he's the only man alive who knows the secret of Stargate technology. And Garth says, I've heard that too. Without Brand, we'd still be bankrupting entire worlds uh, for warp speed fuel instead of mm -hmm. jumping light years at, at the shift of a relay. And I guess we take a drink because uh, we have seen a revision of RJ's typical Amen. star creation to be Stargate creation. Yeah. Which honestly makes a lot more sense. Uh it it kind of does like like it it's sort of the next killer thing right is the uh, is is it, it, you know it's all about transportation getting people places faster these are the things people are often looking for is like how can I get where I'm going quicker, quicker. yeah we probably also see a revision of the probes as well like uh, I don't think we yeah. see much more of them in this series I don't remember. No. They're very unsettling without the eyeballs, but with the uh, the mouth. I was I always wanted them to do something with these characters. I always yeah. thought they'd be a great we'll um, sort of we'll plot builder in the background. Well, know? look down that aisle. Look look yeah. down the aisle, right? Like you see, there's they're they're the flight attendants, basically. Yeah. Like we 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 don't need to hire people to do this. We we build them. Yeah, we've put all the sentients out of jobs. It's okay. It, uh, exactly. They're taking our jobs. So yeah, back in five years later. <laughs> oh, your Texas is showing, sir. <laughs> that's South Park, actually. It is. I know. Yeah, it's but, close. It's close. But back <laughs> in five years later, it was it was sort of established that they were like agents of Mordru, and that that plot line never yes. got trigger pulled, which is unfortunate because that was actually pretty interesting. Yeah, it was. All right. And uh, so more people were filtering in. Uh, one of them appears to be Imra, and Rock says, more VIPs, and one B-A-B-E. I'm an L-O-V-E. Picture it. Her and me in the starlight of Ventura, sipping Konos in the dream tub, wearing only... 
Sorry, then, I, I, I just have to say, when I see that acronym, I'm immediately trying to decode it. I've been doing the uh, LEGION oh, podcast for, for too long. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do like that Imra here is wearing green and black and yellow, like her original right. costume. It, what a great touch, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They really did do some really clever nods here and there. Mm -hmm. Did you notice she's also had a haircut between page three and page five? Well, she's yes. And she now wears a badge so that you she got can some moose and she blew her. it out, you know. So it's a different. Look. In a ponytail before, and now it's yeah. Now it's all down. It's, that was yep. that was business, Imra, and this is travel. Yeah, Imra. yeah but that seemed <laughs> that 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 seemed it did the, that ponytail did seem longer than what she's got right now. Yeah, well, yeah. Said, wasn't that the the hairstyle from um, the Legionnaires series as well, the ponytail? And this isn't this where it goes in this new book. I, I'm just wondering if it's a revision. Like they're actually saying, no, no, we're going to change the way she looks. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Guess well, we'll I think see, it, yeah. I, honestly, I took it more as like uh, she's going to Earth, so she's put her professional look on, whereas mm, before yeah. she was still like a she, she was, was still a cadet. A, you know, she was yeah. a cadet, so she was a girl. It's too dangerous I don't know. for a girl. Don't she's do growing up. She's growing up. Going to the big smoke. Too dangerous yeah. for a girl. <laughs> Brainiac Five said that to her back in the. Uh, no, I, I realize that, and 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 right now our our friend Martin Gray is uh, is is cheering because that's the name of his blog. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Martin, happy New Year. <laughs> All right. So, sorry. So he's Imer, talking. Yeah. Imer cuts eyes at Garth and says, "Don't even think about it." Oog. Uh, Rock says, check the badge, Garth. We're on Titan. Garth says, the mandatory Saturn ID. She's a telepath, and I'm a perv. Great. <laughs> You're also like a 15-year-old boy, so... Yeah. I mean, are we at surprised? Least, yeah. At least he's self-aware about it. I mean, you got to appreciate you know, That's, the awareness. Yeah. yeah. And and that and it's an, an interesting note. Like like we noticed uh, that even on her SP uniform, she was the only one who had the Saturn badge, right? Yeah, and that right. is because, uh, he, like he says, it is a mandatory badge because people need to know to be able to guard their thoughts that that person is a telepath. It's a telepath. Yep. Mm, I forget. Does that ever get that? That comes up a lot later, right? Because that seems well, like. Well, I a mean. It's been a thing with her because in the original run, remember she she took a vow not to read any of the other members' thoughts. Right, well, that's because she's a good guy. Yeah, but still, when there are many instances where people were just like broadcasting to her because they couldn't keep their thoughts under, and she would have to say, "I can't." I, it doesn't take a telepath to see what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah she would right. have to say something like that, where you know she's still getting the projected thoughts on top of her of like, "Oh my God, what's going on here." Yeah. And then there was a few times where she broke that rule. Um, so yeah. telepaths are very distrusted. And that, that's that's in all kinds of sci-fi literature. Like oh, Dune oh, yeah. And uh, and some other stuff. Where well, I know uh, much 94, like, I think Babylon 5 is oh, a yeah. few years off. That one has huge like telepath yeah. subplots about oh, yeah. that. Absolutely. And and I, I just, again, I just love the the choices that that Eminem's making here i love this uh this you know the you know uh uh garth you know kind of slapping his forehead and uh, and you see rock framed in his arm i could have had a v8 
it's just a, it's just such a like a a great like oh and then yeah. and then this this voice of reason kind of uh you know comes in through that and uh it's just an a neat uh a neat art decision oh yeah I was, go ahead sorry i, I was oh. i talk a lot you go <laughs> I, no no i was gonna say that i appreciate that we're, we're already getting uh for for garth a a personality transplant and because this mm. one's a bit more self-aware than what we got in the in the first in the first issues of legionnaires the younger version oh yeah right. where he was just a, was just a macho yeah yeah it felt a little jackass. more ham-fisted then, and this Professor is Professor Xavier is a jerk. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good point. It's uh, there's a little more nuance to his character, you know, as mentioned that that self-awareness, um, along with the uh, the hot-headedness, right? Like it, it the, the the two kind of set each other off, and that's kind of what makes him you know, um, founder material as opposed to, uh, um, you know, as opposed to thinking like, how did this guy become one of the guys? Right. It almost felt like they were trying to drive them apart in Legionnaires. Like, yeah. Intentionally. Cause they yeah. wanted to like change the status quo between them. Yeah. But they, but, but in doing so they made him into like this really, really unlikable person. Yeah. 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 They really, they really did. They made him and Dirk both really unlikable. Yeah. So, uh, they're all mind readers on this moon, pal. You think you look bad? At, you think you look bad to her? My world was at war with her race for decades. Actually, I feel kind of sorry for her. As a rule, telepaths aren't too warmly embraced. She's not making many friends on this joyride, and in fact, we see people in the background looking at her with suspicion, mm-hmm. moving away from her. Moving away yeah. from her, yeah. All right, ships en route to Earth. Ships. Uh, uh, she uh, gets leg room. I mean, oh yeah, she, I mean, there's, she gets there's a perks whole to being a thing to there's herself. Perks, there's perks to being pariah. <laughs> wow, really? After Dark Crisis, you had to say yeah, that. not if you read Dark Crisis. <laughs> All right, passengers, prepare for docking at Metropolis Spaceport. So, Garth, where, where? Where to wait? Where to for you? <laughs> where to for, for you? you. Oh, yeah, where to for awkward. you? Yeah, it's awkward. <laughs> uh, if you need a place to hang, thanks, but no, gotta move on, bud. Got places to go and people to find. Maybe me and the wife will look you up someday. Wife, ah, still in Ventura, are you? Uh, in fact, Imra's only like two people in front, and she's got a question mark over her head. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, can't help it. Cannot get that blonde out of my mind. Wish we could break the ice. Well, I mean, at least we well, know love at first sight for Garth. I mean, we know yeah. that for sure. So, yeah. yay. Garth wishing on that monkey paw. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> uh, all right. So we see RJ in the in the foreground, and we see some, uh, some uh, shuttle workers in their purple jumpsuits in the background. One's whispering, there he is, on my signal, go. With notable yeah. triangles. Mm-hmm. Triangles will be important. Pink, pink triangles, can I point out, Darren? Upside yes. down, pink triangles. Yeah, luckily. Not, not right side but up. But even so, pink I'm not triangles. sure I like seeing them at all. But I, I, I don't like to see them all either. Um, for those of you who don't know, the pink triangle is a symbol in the gay community because it's what 
uh, gay prisoners were tattooed with in uh, concentration camps in Germany. Oh, oh. So the, the the gay prisoners were actually the ones who were not released from the concentration camps because everyone agreed that homosexuals should be in jail. Oh, damn. That's, that that is yeah, the part of uh, world history that is not talked about a lot. So when you see the <laughs> silence equals death stuff with the purple triangle or the pink triangle on it, that's um, a symbol mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. to that day. So yeah. Yeah, the Jews got the yellow Jewish stars. Uh, homosexuals got the pink triangle, and there were other shapes and colors for other uh, unwanted people, yeah, for like gypsies and things wow. like that. So, yeah. 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 There was a whole symbol. Thing. I didn't realize that with the pink triangles. I, yeah, oh, yeah. Mm, that's yep. awful. So I'm glad they changed the white triangle, which makes more sense for the story, but still. Yes, but yeah. Yeah. So Emma points and says, thoughts, murder, these men, they aren't maintenance. They're assassins and they're after brand. And, oh, and then and the 90s guns pop in. Mm-hmm. Well, they pop in. They, I think they're like turning visible. I think they went yeah. to visible. That's kind of neat. That, that is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and the one guy says, uh, kiss plasma, old man. Uh, what the gun won't stop shaking. And we see it is rock using his magnetic abilities. Sure. It will. You've just got to let go of it first. And all the guns fly out of their hands. Um, and Garth says decent plan, but maybe they need an incentive. And so he sends out a bit of electricity with a kazit. And we see one guy say, yow, as they get electrified. And Bran says, oh, my. And Garth said, oh, and uh, Rock is thinking to himself, well, what do you know? Red here is a real live wire. Oh, oh he's a oh, title drop. And then they're like, well, what do we call Imra? I don't know. She's got that Saturn girl. You know, it's, uh, yeah, you know, Saturn girl. I don't know. <laughs> Let's call her Ring Girl. How about that? Ring Girl. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> mind Woman. Yeah, Mind Woman. <laughs> All right, and Garth's thinking Magicism. That is so cool. I love that. I love that. That this is just how it, you know it builds this rapport between them as well. Oh yeah, they're fast friends. You can yeah, tell. I yeah. love it. I love it. And, and Amory yells, "Hey!" Hey, don't let me interrupt all these good. Oh, that's why they're thinking to each other because Imra is listening in. Yeah. I was, I was wondering why they weren't saying it out loud, but it's, it's specifically so that Imra can pick up on it. And she yeah. says, Hey, Hey, don't let me interrupt all these good thoughts, but do you suppose you boys could ditch the mutual stroke fest long enough Hello. to catch the actual Hello. bad guys? Hello. <laughs> Ego stroking Darren. Oh, I'm take sorry, a, sir. Take a no. drink. As we know, no. um, that, that is, uh, that was Darren. definitely, Ego filating. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. And, yeah. and you said the same thing 11 years ago, Darren. I, I, and I would, again, uh, the next time I read this, too. <laughs> no doubt. So, you know, if nothing else, I'm consistent. Exactly. I, I, I think uh, Michael's already uncovered a couple of things that I said in our text thread uh, that he's like, that's what you said on the on the episode. So I think we're both going to kind of land in a similar spot on this. <laughs> no, no, we, we've been rebooted, Paul. This is a brand new conversation. Oh, I'm sorry. You're, you're right. Before. You're right. Yeah. But but I'm, I'm sure there'll be a twist. Michael's just looking into the other continuity because he has oh, that ability. Damn. Yeah, he's got he's got some of that latent time trapper um, multiverse power. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a purple oh, robe somewhere in his wardrobe. Oh, have no doubt, sir. Have no <laughs> doubt. 
All right, so the challenge of the unknown are running into the back into the shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> you got Professor and Red and Ace, Man. and they're all here. Yeah, you do. Yep. All right, so uh, Rock and Garth, of course, pursue, and they say, consider, and Garth says, consider it done. Who are these guys? And so he uh, shocks them uh, while, uh, while Rock pulls a sheet metal off the wall to entrap another. Um, and Imra, now they're all wrapped up in tinfoil, starts, says, scanning, hired thugs, but cloaked with size screens. I can't ferret out the name of their employer. And then the science police show up. You've done enough, kids. Stand back. We'll take it from here. Um, and one of the officers says, you must be Cadet Ardeen. Uh, Hagbard has been expecting you. Come with me. And Garth says, uh-oh, reporters, cameras. Hi, Mom. I'm on Earth. Not good. He's thinking to himself because as all the reporters run up to uh, investigate what's been going on. Um, it's like that scene in Airplane. Boys, get some pictures. <laughs> what are reporters just randomly doing at the spaceport? But sure, I guess because Brand is a big celebrity. That's what yeah, he is a big, so they yeah, wanna, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, there would have been crews for Brand and Rock because they're both. Oh, big, yeah. Yeah. Because of the, yeah, uh, yeah, right, right. Good point. And, and then. Some they usually have reporters or photographers hanging around airports all the time. You, you know, sometimes for like TMZ or those kind of things. But yeah, yeah. You know, Propolis Spaceport's supposed to be, or at least previously, was a pretty major uh, uh, Earth station, you know, to go to, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. It's an Earth hub. And there's something I just found this afternoon, actually, is there's a, uh, an Omnicom news page from a couple of days ago uh, in the in comic book time that explains all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. I'll cover that after this, but, but yeah, it's the combination of rock and brand being there that, uh, yeah. The reporters. All right. And so we got two figures running up to RJ and one's sort of, uh, coming in mid sentence saying, told me Doyle, you're my partner. If anything happens to this old man, there he is. My God, RJ, are you all right? Lorna and I got here as quickly as we could. RJ, Hi, Lou. How are and, you? And, and so for a lot of us, that's a name we recognize right away, right? Like, like it's right. such a such a great way to introduce the character by by just kind of like, wait, wait, wh who's Lorna? Is that girl behind beside him, Lorna? And uh, and it it is it is the perfect thing to sort of. Uh, you know, wet the appetite of uh, uh, of of the original reader, and you know, there's still a you know, I wonder you know that name. I don't know who that is, and uh, and so there's 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 that aspect to it. But I I, I just love the way they um, you know the way they kind of bring her in that way. Oh, it, it gets better. It gets better. Yeah, for her, it really well, the, does. Um, Drinking game wise, this origin's pretty accurate to how it's always been, right? Yeah, yeah. The three, Absolutely. Founders, the three founders meet on the on the spaceship, and upon arrival at Earth, there is an assassination attempt on Brand, Ooh. and they stop it. And I, but I, I I just love the way that they've fleshed it out. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. And 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 done things like you know, like you say, like with the. Um, the color scheme for Imra and, um, you know, that sort of thing. Like all we need is a fishbowl on, uh, on rock's head and it's all, it's complete. Right. <laughs> yeah. pretty much. And RJ has gone. I mean, he's mentally like, he's already thinking about the idea down the road, which I think is pretty accurate for someone who's trying to be a visionary. 
or being envisioned as absolutely and i and i love like like um you know garth's reaction to the cameras like oh that's not good and and so you can feel them already setting some stuff up and um yeah uh, uh, Emra's getting led away by the SP officer who's kind of dressing her down, saying, teach you a few things about procedure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, we see Rock with the camera crews, and uh, he's saying, just did what the right thing. You're making too big a deal out of it. Right, Garth? Garth? And Garth yeah, has slipped Garth away. Garth has uh, gone, yeah. And uh, I imagine Doyle saying, RJ, hello? Because as you said, RJ's kind of a million miles away at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we are in the in Metropolis, and we see a, a word balloon coming from, I believe, RJ saying, "See the delegates arrive safely for the upcoming su- summit." Oh no, I guess this is a Madam President talking. Thanks yeah. to your stargates, as usual, Brand, the UP is in your debt. And Brand says, "Then I'm calling in my markers, Madam President. I want to propose a deal." Splendid. I always wondered when you'd finally sell your secrets with Earth with EarthGov privy to Stargate tech. We can open. Oh ho ho! Nice try, Madam. But the Stargates are this old man's only whole card. I believe I'll hold on to it. Thanks. Uh, let's talk instead about your fledgling United Planets. Galactic unity, shared tech, common alliance. Good ideas, but ephemeral words and concepts. You're selling a grand vision, but nothing to look at. Suppose I were to finance a symbol, something concrete to rally behind. And uh, she says, tell me more. EarthGov is always listening to R.J. Brand, even his wildest ideas are fun to hear. Exactly what did you have in mind? And we see him holding an Omnicom, and he has sketched out what a prototype Legionnaire uniform, as well as various Legion flight ring designs, or Legion logo designs. Uh, I, I, we actually I love see a that- bunch of... It, that it is it's what you talked about earlier jim the uh the chris Sprouse um template right right Take where you've that got you... that that middle that middle section and the and the outer edges and all that and and it's kind of like okay add your symbol and uh change your color scheme and you're good mm-hmm. right we see a bunch of references to old legion logos too we see the old uh um um no, no, surfed uh, L. We see the the, yes. the the drop shadow L from the uh, from the uh, from five years, reboot. Five years later. Five yeah. years oh, later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we see a couple of starburst patterns, which uh, I think one of them is just the SP logo. I think we saw earlier. Yeah. Uh, but then we see what we what will be well, what has been the the Legion logo with the the comet and the straight L squared L. Yeah. I would call it. Um. All right, and now we're back at Science Police Headquarters and more dialogue. And when you're finished classify, uh, when you're finished classifying case files, Ardeen, you can organize my workspace. But Commander Harbord, sir, the, the brand affair isn't the concern of a cadet. You want that sort of responsibility, you'll have to earn it. Uh, and then Purple Guy says, like she'll ever get the chance, Harbord hates Titans, t- Titanians. You know, you know what I think, Siobhan? Who? Uh, yeah, Siobhan. Interesting. Uh, no, but she might. We better all be careful around here. Around her, Quav. I, I think at this point we have to assume that this is uh, Siobhan Aaron, who is oh, a female 100%. and not uh, a man taking profound until that's yeah. proven to us at this point. Right. Uh, and then the woman walks up saying, careful, Cadet Ardeen. Even I can read those thoughts. Looks like quite 
an opportune moment. Uh, my name is Lorne Dorgo. I'm Mr. Brand's personal assistant, and he has a message for you. And she oh, hands she's wearing purple. She is white and purple. Yeah. All right. And we cut back to Rock, who is practicing um, for Magball. This was one of the points where I was like, this is not my legion. Like, you know, we've talked about the um, Siobhan Aaron stuff mm-hmm. before. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, that for me as a, as a young man was a big moment in Legion history. It was, that, yeah. You know, they had started to recognise queer and trans um, people. And mm-hmm. here we are back in a book that's really white bread and Siobhan's a woman again. And mm-hmm. I was disappointed by this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. it's erasure for sure. Um, yeah. it's, it's definitely... I mean, you can look at it two different ways, and I, I try to look at it with the understanding that this is the beginning story again. So yeah. until we knew that Siobhan was really Sean, and that was way further down the road for these characters, um, that's not a thing yet for this group. What really irritated me as, as someone in the community reading this book is that all the queer representation we had in five years later was just gone in this book mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. Because that wasn't a thing for these. Well, Invisible Kid and Brainy and Chemical King, maybe. We'll get to those when we get to those issues, right? Um, I think they had a way of writing some of the characters so that it was ambiguous. But it wasn't as subtextual as the Lightning Last Violet um, Baxter Mm -hmm. dialogue. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't as clear-cut. There were some moments that were interesting but it could still be marked off as a friendship as opposed to a romantic relationship uh-huh. or even flirting in some cases. So, but we'll, we'll get to that, but that, that is a thing that happens when you reboot a book is you lose the history of the characters, right? So you're starting uh-huh. over and now it's up to the new team to decide, well, is this character this again or not? I think that's a that's a marked difference to what we're getting these days, though, yep, right? Like with our, our oh, more yeah. recent reboots, that stuff's just up front and center from the beginning. Exactly. It's like, it's and I like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's you know we've evolved. Let's just show we've evolved. We it's the future evolved. after all. And I, I I love that we have more representation now. Obviously, I'm never going to say we ever have enough because I don't think we do have enough. But I also think that I'm tired of seeing every time a new queer character comes out, it's a big press release. Right. You know, I, I think we've grown beyond that. It's like if the character is queer, the character is queer. And that should be revealed to the readers naturally. It's no longer what I would call a selling point mm-hmm. because I've seen mm-hmm. that been sold before. And then I've gotten the book. And I'm like, this is this is a crap book. And and the queer characters in it for like a panel. You know, it's not it's not a crux of the story so much. Or if mm-hmm. it does become a crux of a story, it's it's the kill your gaze trip, which yeah, I can do without. Thanks. Have a nice day. Yeah. You know, so. I think calling it a bit white bread is also kind of accurate. That's always kind of one of the things that's leveled against the uh, Reboot Legion and why they kind of get that Archie moniker. Uh, mm-hmm. is because it is very. For the for the most part, they plays it very safe to like the, the, the classic designs. Mm-hmm. Um, which, of course, the classic designs are always criticized for just not having enough variety or diversity and all that yeah. stuff. So yeah. it, after coming out of five years later, where there was a lot more like, there were a lot more uh, chances taken, a lot more mm-hmm. subversion, a lot more, you know, a lot more unexpected choices um, 
So it does definitely you're getting a medium, you know, it's a medium steak. Right. Feels like a reversion. And, and to get back to where they were, it's going to take a while, like yep. a while, a while, a long while. Yep. Yeah. Cause remember and, the original Legion, we were, we didn't get like Tyrock until how many years in? Yes. And, and that was kind of shameful at the time. Yeah. We had, we had characters of different colors and they were aliens. Right. They wanted to now, the make good Battle Lass African um, skin tone, and they said, no, you can't do that, so they made her blue. The good news is we will have black and Latino representation very quickly in this series. Yep. Uh, but, of course, but, we, lost, we lost Dragon Mage, our right. Asian member. Yep. We lost Computo, an African-American member. We lost—we don't know what Cat's Paw was, but she se- she certainly seemed to be definitely feral-looking. For sure. Yep. So she was she was a different look, if not necessarily a different ethnicity. And of course, we didn't know about the sexuality of these characters for the most part, except that Sunboy and Livewire were raving heterosexuals. I mean, we <laughs> should have stopped talking about it. They're oh, yeah, flaming exactly. heterosexuals. Flaming heterosexuals. Oh my god. But you can't put all that. You can't put all that on this first issue, though. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I mean, all that stuff. Yeah, is, of all that stuff is still years to come. Down the road, exactly. Yeah. But it's still it's still sad when you pick up a book that used to have all that queer representation and it's no longer there. Right. And, and you don't know if it's going to come back at all exactly. because there isn't mm-hmm. enough indication of that. And it, it, may, again, it may not. We, we just got Siobhan, not Sean. And if, if we were going to move forward and not deal with that question anymore, this would be Sean. Right. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I think I think in that particular case. I, the show, whole Siobhan Sean thing, we talked extensively about it. How it was, it was somewhat problematic while it was, you know, progressive for the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of people prefer Siobhan, mm-hmm. but writer is trans. Not, yeah, they could have as simple as just put a packet of profam on a desk. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, yeah. they didn't have to go into the whole. Topic. We didn't have to like have an explanation because she's clearly not here to be the focus of the story. Right. But now that they've introduced her, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with the character. Right. And, and, and I yeah. have since they came out, so I can't wait to see where they go. Like, let's, we don't even know if she'll ever have a relationship with they, Alchemist. Yeah. But but let, let's let's also look at. Um, you know, there was uh, there was a, sadly a lot of outcry against the story at the time. Oh, totally there was. And 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 I wonder if there was a, a bit of buckling under that pressure too. Probably. Probably. I mean, it was a difficult story to read. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a difficult story. It had to be a difficult story to write. I no one got out of the five years later era unscarred. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So it's it wasn't a matter of the kill your gaze trope. Um, it was a matter of what yeah. are they trying to accomplish here with this mm-hmm. story? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was more the question. It was like, oh, so she's being forced to revert back to Sean because the the drug is no longer available. It wasn't an active choice of the character. Right. Right. And I think that robbed the character of making the active choice of I don't need this anymore. I'm going to be myself. Well, that was the ultimate. That's what made it problematic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Although, although if you think about it, I mean, we didn't have the context no. then. If you actually think about it, it's a very contemporary story because mm-hmm. um, yeah. what we're living through now. If that's if mm-hmm. that's depending on where you live, um, <laughs> that that's a threat. That you know that that's something that is an actual 
potential occurrence uh, or nightmare situation at the moment. That's, that's part of the problem, Justin. This book was written in 1994, and you're saying it's a contemporary problem. It was it was a real-life problem it for trans problem people then. back in 1994. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I also, I also would point out that these these the, the writer probably did not have as much information to go on now, back then, as they would now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and, you know, in context, you know, I think at the time, I, it didn't even, it, it would never have occurred to me. And, uh, and, you know, I, I, I notice it now, as you say, Brent, but, but I mean, at the time, you know, because I didn't have any, any context for it. And uh, and so, you, you know, it is when we look at it as a as a, a contemporary issue, I think it, it, it that just means that it is. Um, <laughs> some of us are becoming belatedly aware of it yeah. and uh, and and, you know, we've we've seen we've seen it affect more people. We've we've just, you know, through experience in life uh, have have realized like, holy shit, I never knew about this. And and I think that's where some of that comes in is and I, and um, I think that was just my disappointment. Is it, no, it did I get appear that. like alliteration yeah. at the time of something yeah. that was starting to be talked about, and mm-hmm. and uh, it was like, no, we're just going to put that back in the closet for another decade or two. And um, yeah, you know, DC is really only getting back to this topic with the Dreamer character now and things. So and. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a new Flash character and that, like and that wasn't quite... even them and that wasn't you know like Dreamer wasn't even them it was the it was the TV Dreamer show Supergirl yeah yeah right. yeah I, 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 that was just my reaction yeah. to it at the mm-hmm. time and, 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 and I think you know a completely legit reaction I oh think. absolutely I, I, I felt yeah. that too because I'm like oh, clearly Ayla's young here so she hasn't gone through the relationship with Timberwolf to get her to the point where she's like you know what maybe I need to try something different here. We haven't even seen Violet yet, you know? Yeah. We haven't seen Jan yet. So we we have to take a minute and wait for these characters to show up. But then once they yeah. show up, we'll see what their truth is. And, and I think we'll Paul's point is a good one. is as open as it should be. Right? You're saying, you're saying magic one. words, Brent. Please continue. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I think that – no, but I do. I think that, you know, your point's a good one. I think that, you know, there's there's been a bit of, you know – because I actually think the Legionnaires series, the um, the Beerbaum's Legionnaires series, mm-hmm. tried to carry some of that stuff across to the younger characters. And, you know, that, that sort of, you know, the older Ayla talking to the younger Ayla and all that sort of thing. But yeah. I think this is kind of like, this is a clear point that we're getting something different mm-hmm. and that they're not just going to try and overwrite, you know, all those years of Legion history onto these onto these characters. They uh, we pretty quickly get a sense that some things are going to change too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So that's that's the Sean uh, Siobhan cast. That, that's what we get for having <laughs> oh, take one a drink. panel for Siobhan <laughs> in this issue. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right, we are back with Rock. Uh, his manager has caught up with him. Uh, and he's yelling, watch the graph field, watch the graph field. Is anyone else hearing Burgess Meredith's voice from the Rocky movies? <laughs> oh, sorry. I was stupid every time I You're a bum movie. rock. <laughs> I, w- I want you eating magnetism and crap and lightning. Oh. Mm-hmm. Garth, where are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's wrong with you, boy? 
People don't pay big money to see the best exhibit their worst. You let them down. Your family stays poor forever. Get it together. Mm. I, I will, sir. I promise. Phew. Uh, and Lorne is there and says, don't let them beat you up. I, for one, liked your moves. Anytime you want to move around me, please do. <laughs> Well, this, this would be probably purple by or purple mm. blue. Uh, uh, interesting note. Like I thought we were, I, I, you know, I deliberately kind of stayed away from rereading it because I have reread this issue several times in the past. But um, I thought we were going to get different colored outfits, and, and we don't. But we oh, do get different personalities. I hadn't thought about that. I I thought these were happening. I because of the color of the outfits, I thought these were happening. Um, these events were happening. Um, this is um, this is a take on how the legionnaires ambush Superboy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's gr damn. This is, <laughs> yeah, this is Lou Take a drink. Amb ambushing the three. Please. Founders this, to give them this information. Um, this sounds to me at like the same time, like a little bit of a legion hazing. Does doesn't it? But what I was saying, what I was saying is I didn't I didn't pick up on the fact that these events were happening concurrently because Lorna was split in three. Yep. Yeah. She is uh she is also said to be sixteen in this series. At least at the Oh, point. so she's older than the rest of them. Oh, correct. Correct. Interesting. Robin. Okay. Uh do I know you? Not yet, Cosmic Boy. Uh but my boss is much uh had but if my boss has his has his way, we may get much a better acquainted. Wow, I'm terrible at reading. Um, <laughs> Rock, Rock's looking at his Omicom and it says, "This message is he serious?" Uh, and then, Ooh. in meanwhile, in a in a back alley, Garth is ha having a good day. Uh, big, tough, purple-looking guy saying, "They say you made some trouble at Black Mesa's joint." They say you uh, was asking the wrong alley. people. He's in jail. That's a jail cell. I was a jail cell. Yeah, he's in jail. Can I, so before we move on, yeah. can I ask how they dropped, you know, we had, we had uh, some of the hints and stuff in the back pages uh, and the, uh, the uh, what is it, the 29.99 or whatever uh, source book, but they, uh, the, the kind of um, boy-hungry Leornu uh, uh like kind of thing where she was like, you can move me around anytime. Like that was her whole, not her whole, but that was yeah. like one of the things they talked about with her was that she, yeah. Was in the original continuity after she lost her, um, original third body. Yeah. It, it was orange and purple Lornu. And it was discovered that the purple Lornu was much more sexually aggressive than the other two. And um, that came across in that Namlor, uh, story in action comics. <laughs> Yep, if, if I remember correctly, yeah, and and so that was kind of when they first explored different personalities um, uh, uh, amongst the bodies, and I think they really lean into that in in this, and even more so in the uh, in the three boot, because you have one here that's very, you know, the direct one with Saturn Girl, and then you have the flirty one with uh, mm -hmm. Cosmic Boy. So yeah, yeah. And you'll have the middle one with Livewire in a minute. Yeah. But we also have a Black Mace uh, uh, reference. reference. Yeah. Uh, Black Mace, of course, from the Taurus Gang. Um, way back in Adventure Comics 374. Mm-hmm. And he made, a, he made a couple appearances here and there. There was once where he, uh, uh, he tried to hijack a cruiser where Timberwolf was on board. Mm-hmm. 
made the occasional appearance after that. He's yeah, he, he's he's in that um, flashback story with Projector Apparel, Aladdin, Karate Kid in the backstory right. run. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that was no. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. Like I want like him, Persuader, like guys with with old like medieval style weapons. <laughs> costume. Like my costume is a black tight, and here is a mace. Yeah. And here's a mace. <laughs> you have a very specific villain you want to see, Justin. I well, love it. I love it. I like basic. Like this is all I need. Um, I I've got a couple of X's I can send you. How about that? Yeah, it's it's like this guy has a big ass mace. It make it connects with you. It's over. And uh, the, well, like it's the perfect uh, it's the perfect combat villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one punch. Is in the future already. Now we have projectile weapons that can effectively, if you know, if you know yeah. how to stop someone with with you know a bat or something. Now. A thousand years in the future, who knows what kind of amazing technology they'll have. This guy picks a mace. <laughs> well, well, th- well, well, think about it. In like in like Dune, the explanation is is that uh, everyone has personal body shields and inter- they interact badly with like laser beams. So yeah. everyone has to you know, learn how to use knives to pierce the shields. Yep. So there's, you there's can justify anything. Yeah. Sure. I think sure. it was an energy maze, wasn't it? It wasn't just, it was a maze that had an energy field around it. It wasn't just a maze, right? Or was it just a maze? Because that's. Or was, or maybe there were times where it was just a maze. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Look, maybe he's super strong. I don't know. I don't care. Like, yeah. like, I like simple. The record. Give me, like, give me the, the wrecking crew is one of well, my favorites. Like, you want to use Grimbor on that team? Hey, no, leave my daddy alone. Leave my daddy alone. Can't have him. <laughs> mine. I, him. I licked him. He is mine. That's the rule. Grimbor will show up sooner than you think. I know, right? Mm. He always does. Hey, now. Hey, daddy. All right. They say you was asking the wrong people the wrong questions. They say the SPs hauled your butt in here before the mace could chew you up. I say maybe we should start with finish what he started. And Garth's on the floor saying, G-g- get back, I'm a bull warning you. Is that right, Sparky? Short him out, boys. And they uh, douse him with some very uh, yellowish liquid, uh, which shorts out his oh, electricity. this boy. <laughs> <laughs> nah. They're in jail. What are they going to yeah. do? Yeah. Garth gets up saying, you jerks. And SP officer walks in and says, break it up in here. This way, Rans, your bail's been posted. L- lucky for the- them. Who are you? And yeah, Lornu's there. And um, Oh, no. He says, lucky for them. And Lornu says, I'm sure. And uh, Garth says, who are you? Apparently, your guardian angel. Good thing you got arrested or we might never have tracked you down. Follow me. Hmm. All right. very, very business. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. I have no time. Again, here's a different personality. Absolutely. Yeah. We're not flirting with this one at all here. So. And and here's where we get the fact that it was concurrent. Yep. Because we see all three of them arrive at uh, uh, Brand's place, and Gar and uh, Garth saying, "Looks like my brother's moved on. The trail's cold, and I don't know where to go next." Rock, that's me. And look who else is here. Imra, meet Garth. And uh, Amos is charmed, I'm sure. Um, uh, in fact, see oh. the three Lorne ooze. And <laughs> and there's ice hanging off uh, Imra's oh, word yeah. balloon. There's the ice maiden. There's the uh, ice maiden. Yep. Yeah. And we, we see the Lorne ooze together in their classic hands-on hip pose. 
mm-hmm. which I I feel like we've seen many times before. It's um, what she does. Mr. Brand will be with you in a moment when the door opens. Enter. In the meantime, make yourselves comfortable. And uh, Garth says, will do. Rock says, thanks. Uh, Rock says, what do you think about all this, Mr. Cuspin? Mr. Cuspin, are you listening? Um, and Cuspin is luring at Imra, saying, just enjoying the atmosphere, my boy. When we get in that office, let me do the talking. This could be big, really big. And Imra says, I hope so, for your sake. What? You're practically broadcasting, Cuspin. Kryn, I read I read that your manager has an alarming gambling debt. He's, chan- he's channeling your earnings to pay his creditors. Because mm-hmm. he says, a stinking mind tapper. She just wants to shut out, wants a shutout of whatever brand's offering, Rock. She's lying. About who? About the Stone family? You owe them, what, a million five? You're into a man named Prell Dreiger for twice that, and I'm picking up, wow, you sold Crin's endorsement <laughs> rights without consent? That alone will t- earn you five years on uh, Tacron Galtos. Oh, we have uh, Tacron Galtos. Yay! We yay! And uh, he, he goes into a rage saying, get out of my head, damn you, get out, and goes after her with his cane. And Garth hops in, gets between him and her, saying, leave her alone. Stupid runts, how dare you threaten me? You can both go to... Uh, and Rock grabs his cane and says, no, you can go. You're fired, Cuspin. Effective immediately. He says, this isn't over, kid. Crin says, uh, Rock says, it will be once I turn you in. Now get out, you. Rock, the door just opened. It's time. Uh, so they all go in and, oh, wait, there are some foreheads. Because uh, uh, they're in shadow. and it's just, Yeah, that counts. You. Take a drink. Uh, <laughs> thanks, for the, thanks for the tip, Imra. I think still you're pretty nosy, even for a telepath. And Imra says, don't buy into rumor, Crin. We don't like to poke into people's minds, but when they project strong thoughts our way or lewd ones, and the panel focuses on Garth for some reason, it's hard not to look inside. He says, he's thinking to himself, oh, good. <laughs> Which, of course, she can hear, so yeah. we uh, then we see a holographic projector pipe in, and Garth says, well, yeah, I'll let there be light. And Rock says, Superman. Even the Brawlians have heard of the man, legendary man of steel. And here's Mullet Man himself. Yeah, oh, he's uh, he is uh, business up front and party in the back. You know it. Lois likes it that way. You know? I know. And uh, another hologram, this time with the Batman. And it says, I'm actually and surprised they didn't use the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, right? <laughs> Yikes. I know, right? And, and him, another 20th century champion. I believe they called him the Batman. Our host seems pretty taken with yesterday's crime fighters, doesn't he? We also see holograms of the Flash and Wonder Woman. Or Rock says, not a bad thing. At least someone remembers their legacy. Because remember, yeah. Rock is a, He's a historian. Uh, he loves historical him. buff. And yeah. this is Wally as Flash. So yes. As a reminder clearly, yeah. here. It's been so long since we've known heroes like these. And then off panel, we see Bran talking precisely. So what can we do about that? I've been a lucky old man. The universe has been damn good to me. I'm fat, I'm rich, and I've lived a long time. Thanks in no small part to you three. Look at you. I look at you and I see an opportunity to give something back. Not just to you, but to the galaxy. And R.J. Brand always pays his debts. The action you took at the spaceport, by damn, you three are heroes. Do you know that? 
Just just hang on for a second where he says I've lived a long time. Let's just put a pin in that for later. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, because um you know, there's a long time because you know, he's an old dude. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also I've lived a long a time long and they're going to go time. a different way with that in this series. Uh, Rock B. Mana says, hardly, sir. And Imra says, I don't know Rand's story, but Crit and I come from worlds where everyone can do what we do. And Brand says, can do, perhaps, but would do? I don't think so. Yes. I'm not talking about ability. I'm talking about courage and spirit. I've been checking up on you. Surprised? Not really. Ha ha, good. Then you're bright, too. Bright enough to know that your new lives on Earth aren't all you'd hope they'd be. Well, if this old man has learned anything... Building his fortune, uh, it's that when things aren't going your way, it's time to find a new way. Hell yeah. You three were strangers to one another. Hell, two of you came from warring worlds. And yet when the need arose, you put aside your differences aside and worked together. You were a team. With my financial backing, with the cooperation of the UP, you can stay a team. At the spaceport, you took a chance. Take another. Use your special abilities to help others, and soon others like you will rally around You'll found a legion of of heroes, superheroes, mm. uh, and they're uh, they're looking a little uh, skeptical. Yeah. yeah, skeptical indeed. They say when one door closes, another opens. Whatever road you've walked in the past few days, they've led you here, and I say for a reason. Join me. I don't know what'll happen. Maybe we'll all walk away from this in three months. Maybe it won't work out. But maybe, just maybe, you're meant to make magic in the universe. Don't tell me you'd pass that door by. And uh, he reaches out his hand, and they all reach in and shake it. Rock saying, okay. Garth saying, we're in. And we're saying, now what? Mm. Elsewhere, Ugh. we see a man in shadow, more foreheads. Take a drink. Take a drink. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's, some fo- that's some forehead action. I can see the forehead, but not the rest of his face. Grand lives. Someone must tell our masters that the assassination failed. Oto. Uh, and we see a, a guy with an eye patch saying, sir, please no. Tell them, Oto, don't worry. They won't take your wrath out on you. Yes, my lord. Jando, you'll be my new lieutenant. But Oto, oh, I, I lied about the masters. <laughs> they'll, <laughs> they'll give us one more chance at Brand, and we dare not let it slip away. The UP summit is in three days. Will everything be in place by then? Look yes, or P globe next to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, wait, is that, I guess it's supposed to represent the 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 UP. Mm-hmm. So it's not yep. the planetary chance machine. No. Right. No, you're that. Uh, yeah. No, I I went. I I did the same sort of mental calculus on that. But this is what used to be in uh, Weisinger Square. Right. It's round Plaza. ball with all the uh, other balls on it. Yep. Sorry, yeah. Weisinger Plaza. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Legion headquarters. I was just like, wait, wait, do I have the right geometrical shape? But no, you're right. It's a plaza. <laughs> All right. And off panel, Odo says, yes, Lord Doyle. Splendid. Oh, you know, Doyle. And we, the re, re, yes, we get revealed. It is, in fact, the loyal partner, Doyle. Oh, he's not loyal at all. No. Oh, my goodness. Traitor, but not a Legion traitor. Splendid. Really? United. I mean, he's a traitor to the Legion. Not yet. Not yet. Oh man. He doesn't know the Legion's even been, you know, made yet. All right. He's splendid. Anyway, it's okay. (laughs) 
splendid, united planets, quote-unquote, indeed. With unity comes strength, and we can't have that. Perhaps the UP is the dream of the galaxy, but we, we are its wake-up call. Mm, that can't be good. Nope. And no, uh, notice good. there's a picture of the UP president, uh, Chu, right behind him. Like, is he talking to her, or why does he have her picture up? Well, no, no more than he's talking to Brand, because Brand's uh, behind him on the monitor in the first panel. That's true, but yeah. I guess it's up there because he's talking about the United Planets. Yeah, yeah, probably. And yeah, them. <clears throat> All right, good, good issue, good first issue, I think. I or gotta say, like. Reboot. I love the way they've they've fleshed out the story. Um, you know, we've we've heard the story a million times, and it's usually been told on two pages as a flashback. Mm-hmm. And um, and to see it fleshed out to this degree is uh, very interesting. And you know, putting some things in play. Um, you know, things like, for example, the um, the yeah, fact uh- that. That that cause and uh, and Saturn Girls worlds had been at war. You've got uh, you've got Cosmic Boy's manager, something. Oh going yeah, with him. You've got a Triad appearing as an early member as well, mm-hmm. which she was. Yep, she's the fourth member according to old continuity. We'll see what happens here. So there's a um, I mentioned the the timeline. This is a Daily Planet Omnicom that came out in the trade paperback version that yes. first printed this called, uh, uh, amazingly enough, um, The Beginning of Tomorrow. And so this particular thing is dated Wednesday, May 7th, 2994. Um, and it's got things like, uh, you know, the universe, United Planet struggle with charter, uh, Vice President Chu or UP President Chu calls for planetary reforms, uh, Big Souls Wazo says claims are unfounded. So we got uh, 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 somebody named Wazo from Big Soul coming uh-huh. up. Uh, we've got uh, a thing that says interlact to be dumped as a universal language, question mark. Several ambassadors indicate inferior Macaulay telepathic plugs <coughs> and heart problem. Oh. Uh, industrialist RJ Brand, UP tour of failure. Billionaire will return to Earth Friday after Winneth stopover. Critics point finger at Brand A. Doyle for mismanaging tour. Mm. So, so this is uh, that's why there was press there because Brand is coming back to Earth on Friday. Um, let's see under the Earth side, science police recruiting to escalate with quotes from officer candidates Aaron Allen and uh, Cusimano. Uh, with the exceptional Titan cadet to be shown the ropes at Earth Central. Um, let's see, we have the uh, in the business section, the Omnicom trial drags on. Brand stands to lose exclusive trademark on Omnicom communicators. Patent chair Norg claims Macaulay comms are inferior but more popular. Mm. Um, let's see, under... Damn the- those Android phones. Yeah, yeah, it's like Android and Apple, yeah. Well, except this time it really could be an Android, like a probe. Android. A real Android, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see, under tech, we have new trans suit designed to be more flexible, virtually invisible. New polymer allows up to 24 hours protection in space or underwater. 
Uh, Time Institute, more than a museum, question mark. Insiders say VIDAR, close to perfecting working time platform. Debate on time travel high and chew agenda. Uh, let's see, people, who is Quirrell Docs? Mm. We don't know, but his name keeps mysteriously popping up everywhere. Mm. Uh, sports, Earth Exhibition for Magno Ball Champ Crin. Tour uh, begins this weekend in Metropolis. Fashion, the Athermite designs the are the talk of Paris. And Plaid makes a comeback for the spring line. Yay, Plaid. Yeah, 90s mm, and Grunge and, is back. Uh, and in the lifestyle section, it's a non-addictive silver ale new formula. Tastes great. Mm, that's out of your That's it. Apparently. <laughs> but in mm. case you're wondering, it's uh, 72 degrees in Metropolis uh, today, Wednesday, May 5th, 2994. Mm, fair enough. Nice. I want to I want to point out one other thing that uh, comes up at the end of uh, this issue, um, and it is a DC Universe uh, page um, <coughs> announcing the passing of Neil Posner. Um, oh, yeah. Neil has, of course, been talked about on the show by by uh, Phil Jimenez, who is the best person in the world to talk about him. And uh, so you can go back into the archives uh, to the first time we spoke with uh, with Phil and he actually um, talks at, at length about Neil. And uh, they they were in a relationship at at the time of his passing, and um, and uh, so he tells the real story. But but here they say that Neil Posner was DC's answer to a troubling editorial time paradox. Uh, time paradoxes in this book, right? Um, talent is the fuel that powers the vast comic book engine, with new talent and necessity to keep the ever growing machine running. The paradox comes into play when overworked editors engaged in the day-to-day -day rush of putting out their books are seldom able to find the time to sort through the literal mountains of submissions that regularly come their way. That's where Neil came in. As DC's group editor of Creative Services, part of Neil's job was to see that the submissions of creative hopefuls were attended to, that those with the spark of talent to make the grade were nurtured and encouraged, that those ready for the printed page were found assignments. Neil did that part of his job with relish, relieving some of the pressure on overworked editors and in the process helping a long and distinguished list of talent find their way from being hopeful amateurs to working professionals. Neil died on June 21st, 1994, of AIDS-related illnesses. Neil's death is a tragic loss for his family, for his friends and co-workers at DC, and for the creative community at large. We could go on at length about his accomplishments and credits as a comic fan, an art director and designer, and on staff at DC, but what matters most was his love for comics and his dedication to quality, uh, the creative ideal, and the improved treatment of comics creators. Neil cared genuinely and deeply because he was first, last, and always a comic book fan, and anything that made the medium he loved better to read and a better place to work was to him something worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. We can think of no more fitting memorial to Neil than to try each of us in our own way to continue fighting that good fight. And they have a couple of images. Uh, uh, you know, they've got some, a Jim Ballant, a Travis Charest, uh, Howard Porter, and up front drawing his face, um, Phil Jimenez. Mm -hmm. They say in tribute, we think it is, and and this is actually over a an image of the um, 
of the the three founders' faces, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And they say, in tribute, we think it is only fitting to remind you and ourselves of the many talented people who are at work in comics today because of Neil Posner's efforts. Travis Charest, Phil Jimenez, Howard Porter, Nick Nazo, Ivan Velez, Stephen Harris, Patrick Rolo, Gene Ha, another guy you see still, uh, mm-hmm. Scott Lee, Carrie Nord, Kiki Shansimone, Eddie Berganza. They they can't all be they can't all be gold people. They, they can't all be gold. It's no, true. No. Um, uh, Ruben uh, Diaz, Scott Peterson, a guy we've sung the praises of in this very episode, Stuart Eminent. Mm-hmm. Mike Mayhew, Daryl Banks, Jim Ballant, Michael Avon Oming, uh, Bradley Raider, Raider uh, Mike Waringo, Dan Davis, Jason Miner, Ben Herrera, Arnie Jorgensen. He did a lot of uh, LEGION stuff. Um, John Dell and Buzz Setzer. Uh, and, and there are so many. And uh, anyway, I just. That's a pretty good legacy. Mm-hmm. Right? It is. It's kind of full circle, Paul, because we talked about. Um... The Wonder Woman um, Historia book at the beginning, See? and Gene Ha and Phil Jimenez were the other two artists. Um, bringing it, bringing it right around Scott. for you, brother. Bringing it Quite right incredible. around. That piece yeah, of, most, um, most people uh, would probably know him from uh, from his particular work, from the Aquaman, the blue camouflage mini exactly. in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That piece of Legion art there that's done by um, Stuart Immonen that's behind mm-hmm. all those names is that original for this? Um, editorial piece or I'm does that sure, come from it, somewhere else i don't it's pretty stunning it. isn't it i'd love to know yeah see that art without the text over the top of it and it's pretty cool yeah it's pretty beautiful um i think it might have actually been drawn for this piece i obviously Probably. the yeah. the um catwoman and um dark stars pieces weren't um and i can't really like the the Howard Porter piece, I think we're missing something there. Uh, it's a ray, isn't it? It's is that what it is? Oh yeah, because a ray from the yes, 90s. you're right. Because Porter was was drawing that series by this point. Um, obviously, the Phil piece was drawn specifically for this, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I, I I think that 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 you know an era of comics that we've all talked about that uh, that we enjoyed. Um, this guy had a lot to do with it, no, and yeah. and you know like on the Legion uh, show we've been uh, we've hit on some of the uh, showcase stories that kind of deal with some of these adjacent characters, and um, and of course you know like showcase was was his book. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so he was the guy who was who was pushing that forward, because while well, part of it was to show these these little stories, it was also in part to um, <coughs> to uh, give uh, new talent a place to shine. You know, give them a four page page story, and uh, and and see how that's received. Then we can move on to eight pages to uh and to a a a full issue Mm -hmm. and um and so it's been you know it's been interesting looking back on those and seeing his name in them because he wasn't a name i noticed until this and and then then going back and uh and and sort of like like looking at it's like wow that's that is a hell of a legacy and then 
you know, to hear, you know, years ago to hear uh, Phil talk about him and, and to get an understanding of the humanity behind the guy, as opposed mm-hmm. to just the artist that he, you know, like, like, like just the, the business, the legacy and to, uh, to hear Phil talk about him and to, uh, and to, to, uh, to give that, that dimension to a guy who loved this stuff and, um, and wanted to find ways to, to make it better. And, um, this was probably the moment, Paul, in the book where I gave this book another chance. Is that right? I, I remember this this um, this article, and I remember Neil from the Aquaman miniseries, which I loved. Yeah. Um, and you know, here here was DC embracing <coughs> a member of their community, mm-hmm. who was um, you know clearly has had passed away from HIV, and um, yeah. you know they were acknowledging it, and they were putting assistance out through you know helpline numbers and things at the bottom yeah. of the page, and you know. You're right. So, that's you know, something. That's something. I. You're right. That I. That I missed pointing out um and so, uh, the, you know again at the time uh, you know, i mean it wasn't just... unusual to see that kind of stuff at this point in the arts community in yeah. New York, but it was different when something was being published for distribution across the whole the world the world yeah, world yeah. So, yeah sorry this went other places <laughs> yeah, yes, I know, yeah i know i'm just thinking about <laughs> america had its head collectively up its butt at the time about a lot of stuff uh, yeah with regards to to gay issues and it was all you're all going to catch hiv and die um for lack of a better you know term that's that was the media's message mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of us during that period of time so to see this in the book was pretty amazing absolutely anyway um so so there we go that's the first issue in and um i mean you know, we've all kind of uh, talked a, a, a bit about the, uh, you know, our overall reactions to it at the time. And, um, and you know, and really when you get into that, it's, it's you know, digging into our, our own personal histories of this stuff. And, uh, and, and this um, brings to mind another question. Mm. Michael, is there anything that happened this week in Legion history? Oh, there's lots of stuff. Oh, thank goodness. That would have been so embarrassing otherwise. All right. So uh, let's see. First things first. This issue went on sale uh, August 16th, 1994. Um, let's see. Per the uh, uh, the timeline or the, the Omnicom thing that I read, and also um, there is a timeline that appeared in or that <laughs> Will had to appear in the nice. uh, secret files um, that gives the dates of all these things happening. So a friend of the podcast uh, who goes by the name Jimbo Fett has uh, helpfully put together a reboot timeline. Um, and I say helpfully, meaning that I don't have to do that now like I did for five years <laughs> later. So uh, what we get out of um, out of this issue and the timeline the assassination attempt took place on May 9th, 2994, and the uh, the Legion was formed on May 25th, 2994. So uh, we don't have that anniversary to look forward to um, uh, until next year, but uh, what we do have is the class of 2017, 
We also have the classes of 2012 through 2016, which we didn't get to announce because we were on hiatus. Uh, so quickly, uh, class of 2012 is uh, Mwindaji, who was one of the new Legionnaires that came out of the Academy. 2013-2014 uh, was the Promethean Giants. And last week we had 2015-2016 uh, was uh, Sugar and Spike Metahuman Investigators. And this week for the class of 2017, we have uh, 10 entries that are uh, neatly broken out into three different uh, groups. We have the Emerald Empress's Fatal Five from when she came back and joined up temporarily with the Suicide Squad during Rebirth. Uh, the members of her Fatal Five included Indigo, who turned out to be, what, Brainiac 12 or something like that from Titan? One of the one of the Brainiacs from the future. Uh, there was Magog, Selena, who was uh, newly created for the Supergirl series based on the, uh, the witch from the Supergirl movie. And Solomon Grundy was the, uh, the Validus character. <laughs> so that was poor, her, uh, that was her fade done away. Yes. That was the Emerald <laughs> Emperor five. Uh, we had three uh, TV appearances. We had uh, Roulette, who is, um, uh, I think she was from the Superman comics. She yes. arranged um, uh, uh, underground fight club between metahumans and aliens. Uh, she was also... Um, she was a uh, in as well. Yeah, I think uh, that's what I was going to say. I think it's actually uh, uh, the John's JSA that she came from. And... Um, uh, also, um, that was season two and then season three, the big bad was rain R E I G N. And that is also, I think from, uh, one of the Superman or Supergirl comics that I wasn't reading, but, uh, both rain, of those rain actually at the time, I think was, uh, um, at one point took over Pete Ross mm. oh, when okay. he was Luthor's vice president. Ah. Dear Lord. Yeah, that was the time, wasn't it? And so this this is when uh, Monel was one of the uh, was a regular on the show. So that's why I included them. Uh, also from TV, nice. I included the um, uh, the cast of Powerless, mm. which was the, uh, a fun little TV show. Yes. That security. Uh, it was, if I remember correctly, it was an office that took Batman's gadgets and marketed them to the public. Yeah. Mm. And uh, the reason I'm including them here is because uh, they had a PSA from uh, Prince Evilo at of one course. point. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. Uh, never explained why he was in the 20th century or why he was in a PSA, but he was there. Uh, and finally, we had uh, three characters who, um, from the comics who don't go anywhere else. We have hmm. Bugs Bunny who was named an honorary legionnaire in his appearance. Yeah. We have Scooby-Doo and Mystery Incorporated, who were also named honorary legionnaires. <laughs> and then we have the original uh, 1966 version of Robin, a.k.a. Dick Grayson. Mm -hmm. Who is who a legionnaire and always has been a legionnaire. And in this one, he was named an honorary legionnaire. Mm -hmm. Oh, see, there it is. Oh, there it is. It, it happened before Damien? Since 1966. Ah, oh, see? Cool. 
Excellent. Well, publication-wise, it happened before that, you know, mm-hmm. endless mm-hmm. legion issue. So indeed. So like uh, it and, and and yet people still lost their shit over it. Um, of course, of course. But do. but I but I, I do want to uh, just go back to the powerless people. I mean, I yeah. I kind of want to vote on that one purely because we got Ron Funches in there and. I'm always a fan of bunches of funches. Oh, so Jesus. so there's that. And also Abed from um uh from community. Yeah. He was uh he was in there, Danny Pudi. So mm, that's Except tough to beat. Abed, but that was a that was a fun show. I liked it. <laughs> it uh, was fun. It was fun just for the little Easter egg mentions, right? right. And uh, unfortunately it got canceled midway through the first season of and there were like three or four episodes that were filmed and never shown on TV, never even put online. No. Uh, supposedly, they were seen like in Sweden or something, but uh. I, I have not been able to find them anywhere online. Everything has been seen in Sweden, babe. Yeah, I know. So that is uh, that is our class of 2017. Very nice. Uh, uh, going back even further, though. Uh, we have 55 years ago on January 9th, 1968, oh. Action Comics number 360. Uh, this was an all Supergirl reprint book, uh, which included Action 285, uh, in which uh, Supergirl goes on her first public mission after being revealed to the world for, by Superman. Uh, but she has to contact the Legion for help in stopping the infinite monster. Mm. Uh, 25 years ago on uh, January 14th, 1998, we had Legionnaires number 58, Pharaoh's fondest desire is on the verge of becoming a reality as he prepares to give 30th century science a chance to cure his deformity. Mm. For this one in early 2026. And meanwhile, in Superboy number 49, Superboy is missing. This is uh, Connell. Uh, and Roxy will do everything, anything to find him. She calls in the likes of Batman, Martian Manhunter, Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner, Steel, Supergirl, Oracle, and Knockout in search of some major help. Mm. Guest starring Inferno and everyone's favorite Alpha Centurion. Oh, yay. Oh, gosh. His, uh, did he get any lines in it? Uh, I don't know, but he is listed. Probably not. He is listed as Sir appearing in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's basically yeah, that's basically most of his appearances. And take a drink. well for that matter. <laughs> yeah, take a drink. Exactly. So, someday, Paul, you're gonna you're gonna come around and realize his importance to the <laughs> Will I now? Will I? <laughs> uh years ago, January eighth, two thousand three. Uh Superman and Batman Generations Three, issue number one. Mm. Uh John Byrne returns to a world. <clears throat> in which DC's most popular heroes made their debuts in the same years their comics first appeared in our world. The series begins in the 20th century as Superboy rescues Batman from danger on a battlefield with the aid of the Legion of Superheroes, Saturn Girl. Is that the issue with the with, with Saturn Girl's very, very, very weird-looking legs? Uh, possibly, but this, this one had, uh, like, each episode... I gotta go look that up. For each... Each issue advanced 100 years mm-hmm. until the last issue was in the 30th century. And then uh, finally, 10 years ago, January 9th, 2013, Action Comics, Volume 2, Number 16, 
Uh, in the 30th century, the remains of the adult Legion of Superheroes are forced to sneak back into their old headquarters in Ugathotropolis, Megurb. Saturn uh, Woman, Cosmic Man, and Lightning Man hurry into the time bubble back in time to set things right. Uh, Superman has been captured by the anti-Superman army and the Legion are here and offer their help. And this was during the uh, the uh, uh, Morrison era. Mm-hmm. I'm just actually pulling that uh, trade out. And uh, so that is, or was, or will have been going to be this week in Legion history. Yay! Very nice. Thank you very much, Michael, for bringing that to us. And, uh, I, also, uh, I want to point so out one other quick thing. Um, uh Last episode, or last week's episode, which uh, was the original one from the subs, had both Legion number zero and Legionnaires number zero, and a new intro and outro in only an hour and a half. Not so on this one, sir. Yeah, not, not so much. Quite yeah. the same as this one. No, we are we are like they fleshed out the uh, the origin story. We have fleshed out this issue, and also talking about the the time that it was. And uh, I want to thank our guests Brent and uh, and Justin and Mo. Thank you guys. Thank you. Yay! It was thank so you. great to to have some uh, some further voices. Uh, Brent, are you with us next week too, or are you back? I I probably will be actually. Not <sighs> quite back to work yet. Ah, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful. It thing. is. The we'll summer holiday forward. is a lovely thing. Absolutely. We are looking forward to having all three of you back with us next week as we talk about the second part of this story. But again, thank you for joining us and and adding your ins insights. It, it is always great to have other voices here. Um, and so you guys, uh, you know, you, you may have your own, uh, feelings about how you felt when, uh, the reboot started and you can share those with us at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. Um, you may think that the imminent heck is going to lead to a much better fortress lad. And you can share that with us on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. You may like the idea of a uniform uniform for Legionnaires and uh, and using that uh, that beautiful Chris Sprouse uh, template and, of course, the uh, the appropriate comet version of the uh, Legion flight ring. And uh, you can uh, show us pictures of that on uh, on our Twitter feed, which can be found at LOSP podcast. In addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can share with us uh, your thoughts on, on uh, better names for Legionnaires. And you can post that on this or any episode, though obviously it would be most appropriate on this episode. Otherwise, we'll be confused by the lack of context. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble. We um, wait. Where'd the pink fuzz go? Oh, right. That was the last version. Um, no, or is it the upcoming? I can't tell anymore, but it's not this version. So that's good, right? Um, and we will see you all next week. Longest outro ever.